<laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's and welcome, welcome into what I think I, I'm going to say is episode. Chad's not here today, so it's 123. It is, it is 123. 123, and I'm going to tell you why it's 123. Uh, Apple Podcasts can suck it, mm-hmm. honestly, because Podbean tells me it's 123. But I got a, I got a little bit of a beef to pick with Pod. That. I don't want Tim Cook to kill me in my sleep. I, I got a beef to pick with Podbean here in a second. But uh, yeah, it's another episode of Bourbon and Bad Opinions, where what we're drinking is uh, slightly better than what we're thinking. And uh, no Chad today, but uh, I'm here, so that's something. Heather's here. Hi. Sean's here. Hi. I'm glad Chad's away, because I would suffer the brunt of whatever's wrong with him. I don't even want to know. Don't even want to know. And uh, back from his spectacular tour of work last time. Ahoy hoy. Ahoy Yay. hoy. <laughs> oh, speaking Welcome of back. That, John, did you enjoy that article I sent you? I did. It was a very good summary of exactly what I live every day. Which, art, which article was that? I can imagine it. Oh, it was, you, it was oh, an article from the New York Times about mm-hmm. why pharmacists and pay cuts and the issues they're uh, going through. Okay, How it yeah. stopped being a good job about two years ago. About two years ago? I thought it was longer than that. Well... In this situation, it was highlighting the pan from the pandemic. Ah, uh, I see. Because the issues that have befallen. Because many we, of the issues do stretch back much further. The PBMs, etc. Because when you went to pharmacy school, there was actually a shortage of pharmacists. When you graduated, they were desperate in places. Oh, it was the golden age yeah, of pharmacy. It was. I was toward the end of the wave that he talks about. Mm. Yes, because well, talks about because it. now because and you've said this before to me, and we've had conversations about this. Not that anybody would know that, but um, the fact that. Pharmacy schools have taken on more students now um, because UK used to be a hundred, and now it's or now it's one hundred and fifty. Yeah, well, when you when you got in, it was a hundred. They only took a hundred. Okay, I thought it was a hundred. Eighty-eight. All right, <laughs> Jesus, that's the that's the title of this episode is eighty-eight. I guess there were only eighty-eight seats in the biggest lecture hall. Oh, so you couldn't have more students than you had seats. Okay, so they had been at eighty-eight people. Yeah. I'll All teach right. you to get on time. Get there mm-hmm. on time, this get a correct. seat. Oh, it's very much like high school. <laughs> but like you, once you have a seat, you don't take somebody's seat, and it's it. It, it was kind of like church like too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, you, true. You, you true. find a, you find the right there were, pew. There were some devout folks, and then there were some people that were just like, "I'm here because I had to be." Yeah, exactly. Since we missed John last week, yes. I'm going to bring it up, and Carrie's going to punch me. That's fine. What, what Hogwarts house are you in? There you oh go. My God. There it is. Because not fair. I know he listened and was like, "Guys," and I totally forgot. Um, I don't think I've ever done that. Okay. So I want you both to go on Pottermore.com and I want you to sort and I want you to know your house and what your um, Patronus, I believe is how you say it. Okay. So yeah, I want to know what that is. I was told many times. What do you, what do you associate with though? What's, what's your, what's your personal affiliation? He's a Gryffindor. I don't, I would say probably so. (laughs) It, um. He's a front runner. The Hufflepuffs are the intellect, like the smart intellects and I could see him also going that route. I'll be interesting to see. Yeah. It would be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. I meant to do that because I listen you, to the episode. But when, when you watch the movies, there's not one that you identify well, with. Well, but see, it's not fair to do that because you're being directed, you're being steered by the direction of the oh, show. Oh, I see. So everybody wants to be the hero. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to be the villain when the truth of it is there's a lot of villains in the world, one might say, I because the be bell the curve teaches us that there is an even distribution of everything to oh everyone God, every more time. more science. You go, it bro. shows you there have to be percentages on the outliers, so you have to have the Harrys and you have to have the... I want to be a villain. Hmm? I want to be a villain. But see, I I think the interesting thing is the two of them are actually in the middle. Nobody really cares about this. But I think it's the the other two houses that are, they're the the far ends of the bell curve because of what you said. It's more like the, the, there's a stratification of traits that these houses have. And that's why they're maybe not 
at the forefront, mm-hmm. it's the two big good and evil that everybody's. It's easy to lump people in good and evil. You get and to not, dig deep. And but on everyone was are. evil. That was a Slytherin. Correct. Because in Harry correct. Potter, Merlin, the magician, who is a big hero mm. to a lot of us, he was a Slytherin. So that's shocking. But I can't wait to find out what everyone is. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll do it. I'll okay. do it for the next time. Okay. I promise I will. Okay. Somebody have to remind us. But yep, yeah. I'm going to send you yeah. a link. I'll forget. Yep. <laughs> and you can't redo it. I've tried to go on and redo it in my phone, oh. and it just knows. It's like, nope, you're not getting sorted again. I'm once like, the oh. die is cast. Oh, yeah. Uh, so See? once it's got that uh, IP address, it you're knows. done. It knows you. VPN around it. on a new phone. I was like, oh, oh, I can't even get on there again. Yeah. Are you That's serious? Scary. Yeah. Well, Tim like, Cook I mean, once again, it's, y'all. It's the IP. It's just the IP address mm-hmm. because you're using the same mm-hmm. Wi-Fi thing. Mm-hmm. You could probably VPN around it, like you could tell it you were in England or whatever, and I'm sure you could get sorted again. There's, there's it's always probably, they're probably tracking your damn MAC address. There's always ways around everything. I wouldn't be shocked. Mm, yeah. So I, I do have a beef uh, to pick with Podbean here for a second. Uh, I apologize to anybody who, who saw that the last episode uploaded five times. Um, well, so here's what happened. Usually when you upload an episode to Podbean, it uploads it and then it, it's, it tells you, it gives you this little graphic that says it's been uploaded. And then you can put a description in, which I never do because I'm too lazy and I hate writing a description. And Rod was supposed to be doing right? it. So I, I click all the like the 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 tags right, and and then you hit publish, and then it says yeah your episode's been published. So I hit publish, and it gave me an error message. It said some kind of weird like just nondescript error message. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So of course I'm not gonna go look at the episode list to see if it published because I didn't think it published. So I got back out of it, I reloaded it, I logged out, I logged back in, and it kept giving me that same error message over and over and over again. So, you know, and Heather, thank you for, for texting because I would have not, I would have just kept up trying to upload it. It came through. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh. And it, it did. It notified me yeah. that there was a new episode. And then, and then I went I went on Apple Podcasts and I saw it had uploaded mm-hmm. five times and I was like, oh, I probably should delete some of those. I think it's still there on the Apple. Let me look. No, I, it, it, I thought it, it was weird. It, it only, it, it deleted all of them except the one. So anyway, yes, that's my, that's yeah, my beef with, with, uh, with. I told you. Stop fucking with Tim Cook, Stop please. That's my beef with Podbean. Hmm. So, yeah. So, Chad couldn't be here with us today for uh, various reasons. I don't know what's going on with Chad him. Chad Chad. He's, he's, he's not feeling well. Uh, is today his birthday or tomorrow? Tomorrow. tomorrow. I, saw it with, I thought it was mm-hmm. the 22nd because yeah. my birthday was yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, shout out to me. Happy birthday, Harry. Yeah, thank you. Woo-woo. But uh, Heather was actually kind enough to get a flight back from California <laughs> to join us today. Uh, yeah, so appreciate that, and I really am curious as to how your flight experience was. Okay, so I was avoiding wanting to fly this summer. Everything I've seen and heard said, if you do not necessarily have to travel, do not fly. It's just un- too unpredictable, and if you're not going to be on the first flight of the day, good luck. And I thought, all right, I'm just going to gamble this. So a friend asked me to come back out to uh, fly into Orange County and see her, and I said... Okay, she needs some girl time. You know. Fine. So my flight out there was fine. Everything was great. Other than having babies behind me. And I booked first class on purpose. So I don't have to deal with that. And I was in the last row. And I had babies behind me. And then I had kids kicking my seat. And so I'm not okay with that. But I just put my earbuds in. And, 
you know. So did you fly, did you fly out of Lexington or did you fly out of Cincinnati? I flew out of Lexington, so I always have a layover in DFW. So that was smooth and fine, and you just bring me all the drinks and I'm good. Um, flying home yesterday, yesterday was about a 10, 11 hour travel day. It's not supposed to be like that. So um, John Wayne is in it's in an unincorporated area of Orange County, so it could be Santa Ana, it could be Newport, whatever. They call it all these different things, right? Um, I get there about an hour and a half early. It's a breeze, security. It's a very small airport. There's 22 gates, so it's very small. One terminal, 22 gates, right? Fine. Waiting, waiting. We should be boarding. They make an announcement that we've um, exceeded the wait capacity, and I've never heard this before. I've been on over 100 flights in my life, so... I know you. You said you've heard of this. I've yeah. not had this. We've experienced to me. it. Okay, so I'm thinking. Well, how does this? How does this happen? You know, I don't know if it's t- people brought luggage that weighs too much, but you should automatically assume that each person's going to bring 50 pounds and go from there, because not every seat was full anyway. So they start asking for volunteers to give up their seats for a travel voucher. Nope. Travel voucher, in which we talked, talked about, about what's, what is your, what's baseline, your baseline, right? No what's your money. Base? A travel voucher. Nobody was volunteering. We it, we boarded about a half an hour late, which of course you know is going to delay, sure. delay, delay. Well, we only had a half. I had forty five minutes um, between flights. My layover in DFW was forty five minutes, which of course I missed. So when we finally land in DFW, we can't pull up to the tar- tarmac is that what it's the called gate, the gate whatever, yeah they said our land our parking gear was malfunctioning and they could not pull up to the gate so we waited another 15 minutes just sitting there and i'm stressing out because sure. dfw is fairly large I, I i can maneuver it that's fine but i knew i had to go two terminals over on that tram and i'm thinking oh shit i'm gonna run they they knew we were coming in late as it was. They also knew they had many people on this flight making connecting flights. They did something also I thought, I've never seen this before. They started preparing us for landing an hour early rather than the normal 15 half wow. hour. Because they figured early, people wanted to book off knew. the plane. Yeah, They made a 10 minute announcement of all the connecting flights. With all the new gates and all the gate changes, they asked us to raise our hands who has a tight connection. Take a look around. Let these people off first. Hmm. I think I was the third or fourth. Again, I think it was the fourth row in first class. So that's the end. They wouldn't let everyone in front of me got up and and wouldn't let me out. And I'm like, okay, none of you raised your hands. Right. You know? So I ran. I ran through DFW. Wow. Um, my phone wasn't updating. Matt had texted me and said, your gate has changed. I said, thank you for that because... Um, Based on where the gate change was, it was two separate uh, terminals I would have had to uh, get off on. Right. So I'm like, okay, so finally my phone connects. It shows me and it says after me running down the escalator, running, running to or up the escalator to get to the tram thing. And then from that down updates and says my flight's delayed. The gate has changed. It's 20 minutes delayed. Okay. I get to my gate. They're on boarding group nine out of nine. (laughs) The gate agents just look at me. And Matt says they know where you were. Don't worry. They know that you've been, you know, delayed. I said, I am so sorry. My flight just got in. Scan my ticket. I go and I sit down. We can't take off. Ugh. We wait, 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 wait. They needed to empty the porta pot. They call them porta potties, but the Johns. They had mm-hmm. to empty the two bathrooms. Then they couldn't get them to work. They said it's illegal to fly yeah. without the yes. toilets yeah. working. Yeah. So we sat a good hour and a half. 
Mm-mm. while they turned everything off and on, which is always my solution. Turn yes. it off and turn it's, it back yeah, on. Sure. Yeah. They turned it off, Any they turned it dollar, on. Billion dollar industry. Billion dollar industry. Yeah, yeah, so they reset everything, but it was crazy because, of course, it gets really hot. We're sure. sitting in uh, Dallas. That's why I can't deal with, with that. Yep, yeah. and it was a little plane. The American Mm-mm. Eagle in is August. Uh, in, August. In, in August. So it's yeah. about 100 degrees, and we're just like, Ugh. I start to panic. at. Yep. The, I, I have a pa- yep. like real panic attacks yeah. at that point. I'm it's like, I got to open a window. I have to, somebody please get me air. I have to open a window one of the guys behind me because the pilot had a sense of humor so he came out and was making jokes about it and they were really nice and then female pilot came out which i haven't seen too many of she was very nice as well was she cute she was very cute Mm. and they were updating us on what was going on and um the guy behind me raises his hand and he asks the pilot he says so what's the difference if you make us sit here for two hours without letting us go to the bathroom versus up in the air for two hours without going to the bathroom and the pilot's like whoa he's you know, kind of taken aback and he says well the, the difference is um one if you have to go to the bathroom i'll let you go i'm not holding you here and two it's illegal for me to take this plane off without us having a yeah. functioning yes box. there's nothing they can do and about then the it. guy's like i'm just kidding well just because you made yourself look like an ass that's so right. the whole plane yeah, see, that, you, you know, an asshole you yeah now you weren't kidding now, yeah, now you, got burnt. you realize i'm being a dick in front of yep. people which is impressive for somebody yeah. who'd ask that well, question yeah. but good for the pilot for like just yeah. straight so answering the question yeah. Yeah. be like look it's illegal what can i tell you go potty i'm go potty yeah. but it's not going to be on this plane you right know, you can get off and so yeah. we finally took off he you know the pilot told us we'll make up some of the time mm-hmm. instead of i'm supposed to land at like 11 45 or something and i believe we landed at it was about it was about 140 130 145 wow um, see i actually thought in the morning and yes. bluegrass is a lonely place i was gonna say it is a lonely well lonely people were place. bitching when we got off the plane why is everything closed i have to go to the bathroom i turned around told this lady i said the bathrooms are legally not allowed to be closed when you get down to baggage claim the bathroom is right there but girl <laughs> but this one has to be closed because you're not supposed to be able because the airport is officially closed closed yeah it, it was is closed. it is everything's closed it's it, a small airport because that's what i was getting ready to say is it, it, go ahead john and say what you're gonna say oh well my question was and and i've been told this before when a pilot comes on after there's been a delay they say we'll make up the time in the air why are we not going as fast as we can i without the same thing is he just gonna throttle place. are we full throttle like what's <laughs> yeah. going on like yeah. are you afraid one of the engines will fall yeah, off what's if we going do on this? so we're gonna take why are gonna, we not doing this? we're gonna bounce it out like shouldn't you always from an be economic going, standpoint yes. be going very quickly yeah. no, anywhere you're going not are we just, jets you burn fuel so, so they, we're burning extra fuel to go uh, fast yes yeah, yeah, like well but, but yep. you're going she would have been going with the wind from texas to kentucky so the He's, jet stream, that, the jet there'd stream. be less, there'd be less loss. Well, it might have been last night. There were storms in the area, so oh. there might be. That there. was the issue. They yeah. did say that, and it was it was sweet because I I asked them because they were just talking to us, and I was you know I think third row, third fourth row back, and there's one plane, one seat on one side, and two on the other, so it's tiny mm-hmm. in the front, right? Mm-hmm. So I asked them. I said they were talking about the thunderstorms and how that's going to be um, bumpy and awful, and I said you know I have a question because um, living in the desert. And then if you've ever flown in out of Phoenix or um, Vegas in the summer, the thermals push up off the wing. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's really, it's scary. And I asked him what was worse that or thunderstorms. And they both said, without a doubt, a thunderstorm is like a pilot's worst nightmare. And I was like, oh, all right. Because from a passenger standpoint, they're both scary. But from a pilot standpoint, sure. the electrical storm. Electrical storm, and you yeah. can't see through the clouds right. and yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, so yeah. we've experienced we experienced the weight thing, and we were trying to come back from New Orleans. No, 
was it was it New Orleans? Yes, it was New Orleans. And we went through Memphis. And it was the first time I'd ever had to walk oh. out on a tarmac to get on a plane. Not a good sign. And they, they were like, we need people oh. to vacate oh. seats because It just weight. hit me. Mm. Air density, humidity. Mm-hmm. It affects the weights that oh, planes that can take sense. off. Oh. So yeah, there are yeah, allowances yeah. that they have a little chart. But mm-hmm. They look at the way of the plane, how much fuel, where it's got to go, got it. and how much it takes to take off. Sorry, I had to. My no, old. that makes sense. But then what they said that scared me a little bit, and I'm not a, I'm not, I don't freak out to fly because again, I used to fly for a lot for yeah. my job. But um, they, they, I was a corporate trainer, so I used to travel for for work. Um, but they said when we all were sat. Okay, we're reconfiguring. We have to reconfigure the weight now and yep. make sure yep. that we can take off. Yeah. And I was like, "Yep." And that's what, what does that mean? And you making sure you have enough fuel? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Are that you going to throw some bags yeah. off? I think that in balance. That center of gravity. So yeah. that means they will put some mm-hmm. bags to the back of the plane. Yeah, under center of yeah. gravity. So that's all that stuff. Because John and I think we've told this. We told this story when we were talking about what what was your base to to money to take to not you know to give up your seat or whatever, and. uh John wanted to take the money, and I just wanted to yeah. go home. Uh, that was it. But the thunderstorm thing, I thought, we thought we were going to die. We were, as 19, in 1996, we were traveling around with the basketball team, and we had gone to Dallas for the first round of uh, the NCAA tournament, and we were on a two-prop plane, oh, I love those. and it was us and the cheerleaders, and we were in a thunderstorm, and oh my God, like you could see the lightning outside. Oh, that's the, wonderful. No. The plane kept yes. dropping, and we we all every every single one of us thought we were going to die. It was it was interesting because in the band, like a lot of the people hadn't flown a lot. The cheerleaders had flown more than we yeah. had for a variety of, of different games. Um, so the director of the band, he was the one who had flown the most. And I I mean it's disconcerting, but I wasn't terribly concerned there were until people, he started getting yeah. concerned, and then I was like, we're going to fall out of the sky. It felt like you were going to fall. And you could see the lightning. I, I distinctly remember this. You could see the lightning outside the windows. And I did. You you felt that sucker drop in the thunder and the lightning. And well, I was I'm like, we're going to die. Because my best flight once, I had oh. to f- catch a flight back from Nashville of all places because I couldn't get anybody to come get me. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a rough flight and it was in that wear, but it was wonderful. Shit. And it was no. like three people on the plane. So the pilot left. The, this is before 9-11. So the pilot left the door open so you could see out the front. So I saw all the lightning, and I saw it, and the plane was going oh, up yeah. and down. No, it was... And mm-hmm. it was a blast. Nope. So I distinctly remember, too, that the drummers were laughing their asses off. Like, they thought it was hilarious. Well, they were drunk. They were drunk, and they were they started, like, I think they made a couple of the cheerleaders cry. I really do, because they were just him and him, he and hauling and, and... Playing on their head? No. <laughs> no, but they were like, yeah. Shut up, bitch. This is awesome. They were like, woohoo, yeah. And we're all just like, I'm death gripping the seat. No, it's and awesome. it was, oh. Well, here's my thing is, if I'm high up in the air, if it happens, it happens. I'm just going to bend right. over and kiss my ass goodbye <laughs> and meet my fate with a smile on my face. There ain't a damn thing you can do about it. That's true. They, they don't give you parachutes. No. There is no jump door. They stress that floating thing yeah. on the seat. I'm over Iowa. That's not going bounce to bounce off of a cornfield. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I took off over the ocean yesterday. Oh, you oh you flew out so, and looked around. So yeah. I lived. This is what's crazy. I lived in Southern California for 25 years and never flew out of this particular airport. I always you never flew, flew out of John Wayne. Never. I always flew out of Ontario because that was 10 miles from my right, house. Right. Mm-hmm. LAX. If you were going to Hawaii or somewhere super far. Um, Long Beach, which is teeny tiny, and Burbank, which is teeny tiny, where you actually do walk out to the plane because it's small. Like you walk out, you and you go up the stairs. It's weird. So I, my friends, luckily warned me the night before. By the way, Heather, 
when you take off tomorrow, you're going to take off over the ocean. Don't freak out when the engine shuts off. And I said, what? What? And they said, it sounds like, and it feels like the engine has shut off. That's not really what's happening. I don't, I'm obviously, I don't know anything about flying a plane. Is it like one of those cars where they got There's a noise ordinance over the houses, and they do something to quiet the engine. So you're over the ocean. You haven't reached your your, your maximum altitude. And it's like. It just makes this weird whirling shut off. And I was like, I'm so glad they told me because my butthole puckered. I'm like, whoop. Oh, boy. So here we go. Like those cars that that, you, that turn the engine, yes. you get stopped, and then the engine, t- and then yes. it comes on again. Yeah, I'm uh, glad I was warned. So, yeah. Noise ordinance yeah. over the houses. It's I California. Silly. Damn it. I grew up I, I grew up five minutes from, from I did CVG. I, and I grew from bluegrass at the end And I'm telling day. you right now, those planes would fly over our house, and they didn't give up. Crap. It's California. And I lived in the um, air path for Ontario, and it was all day long. Yeah. <sighs> you know, right. Yeah, huh? That's interesting. That's, that's interesting. To get them to enforce the ordinance, I guess. Probably. Well, you know, that's the funny thing. Like nine eleven that night, I couldn't sleep because even where I live now, we we're in the flight line of mm-hmm. helicopters mm-hmm. to the hospitals we are and too. the airports. Yep. And I got so used to that noise, and that's when I realized nine eleven's fucking real because I used to, I can go out on my back deck right now. Mm-hmm. And see airplanes coming in, flying yep. over, and I couldn't hear a damn thing. And I was like, "This we, is weird." We never thought we, of that. Yeah. But I guess yeah. that would have been really huh. strange for mm-hmm. people that lived with that as a regular. Yeah, noise. all the neighbors we were all out looking up. So yeah, because we were so used to yeah. helicopters right. flying in from Eastern Kentucky, yep. taking the ATV accidents to the hospital. We get the military yeah. helicopters yeah. around here. Oh, like going, I see all. Oh, they're the going Hueys, to the secret. They're going to the secret space over, over in Winchester. Avon. No, they're going to Avon where Lauren oh. used to work. Uh huh. That's Winchester. No, that's still Fayette County. Oh, you're right. It is. It's near. And so that's yeah. where they're going. There's no for horse the, farms there, but yeah. I've, been, I've been on that golf course, and they've run us off because something super secret's coming in. Really? And they will. They, when they used to have a golf, and they would run you off. They huh. would say you need to come in now, and they would hold you at the clubhouse for like thirty minutes. Whatever landed could yeah. get into the hangar, and then they say, "Well, you can go back to your hole now." Huh. Ours was the prison helicopter. Like the, I grew up a like quarter mile from the Chino Ooh, prison, like the Chino Institute for Men. Like the rock and or so, whatever. Yeah, if the, pris- if the helicopter was going overhead at night with the searchlight, you were like, yeah. oh, no. Somebody got out. Get a bird. Yeah, somebody it's got out. It was bad. It was bad news. You didn't want to hear the helicopter. You know, that's sad. Lexington yeah. has a ghetto bird now because I see it quite often. Uh-huh. Yes. It flies around here. It's well, concerning. It's sometimes it it's is, concerning. isn't it? It is concerning. It's less concerning than if I lived over at Masterson Station, which is right near the prison. They have people walking away from There's there all the time. two prisons over there. Yeah. They have a prison and they have the uh, direct landing flight path for everything else. So mm-hmm. speaking speaking of things flying over your house and looking up in the sky, I saw the space station the other night. Is that not the coolest thing ever? It was the coolest Whoa. thing. Like, I just so Bacon goes out to go potty yeah. about 9.45. We go to bed at 10 and we take her out because she sleeps in the bed. Yes, she does. Well, she's your baby. All right. So we always take her out before we go to bed. And uh, I took her out, and I'm waiting on her, you know, to mm-hmm. do her business. And I look up, and I see this thing. And it's it's, hi- it's higher than a plane. Yep. It wasn't flashing. And it was a star that was basically booking across yep. the sky. Nice. And I had the door open, and I yelled in, at him. I said, can you see this? I said, can you see the space station right now? Is this supposed to be flying overhead? He's like, I don't know. I said, come out here. It's a space station. I'm pretty sure it is. And he saw it, and it disappeared over the horizon. It was booking. And, of course, he didn't believe me. So what do you have to do? He had to look everything up, and all the, and everything fell in line with what mm-hmm. we saw. Yeah. Well, you know, the NASA app will do. I have the NASA app on my phone. Yeah. So every once in a while when I'm 
can't sleep or I'm going to be up early. I just check to see if it's going to be come over. I mean, it was just it was. It's a, really cool to me as a cool random thing to see, you know, because I didn't know it was coming over. I've or also anything. seen the Starlink satellites, one of their constellations. Really, and that did freak me out one night because what's that they, look like? They were in a perfect line, like six oh, to ten creepy. dots, and they flew over the house. I'm thinking UFO, 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 and they just they were booking it again. And I said, Oh no, that's a Starlink. That's a Starlink constellation. Huh. And so I got online and said, oh, yep, there it was. And it predicted they were supposed to be over my house at that time. Interesting. And it was just by sheer accident. I'm sitting on the deck. Yeah. Having a little. I'd, I'd never seen the space station. Having a little toky But I knew, I, knew exactly, it was. I knew exactly what, but I knew exactly what it was because it was way too high to be a plane. Yep, yep. And it wasn't blinking. And it goes and It wasn't fast. a shooting star. No. And it goes, it goes. It's amazing how fast it's moving. I think, John, you looked it up. You said it was moving, what, 77,000 miles an hour or something crazy? Is that what you said? I've forgotten. I it's think it was seventeen five. Seventeen thousand miles an hour. Yeah. yeah, it's it's booking. That's that's the orbital speed. But no, you can do it. So I would recommend you guys get the um, NASA app and download it. NASA. And you, go, and you go there, and it'll tell you. And I occasionally I'll like and I'll look and I'll say, oh, well, I'll stay up to a little bit later tonight or come up, get up a little earlier just to see it. Yeah, it was. It, it was it'll cool. give you the directions was, to look in and all that stuff. Yeah, it was just it was a cool random thing. I mean, out in Madison County where you live, Heather. Oh you yeah, you probably, probably really view. see it. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of lights out there. I just liked the randomness of yeah. it that I saw it. We don't get that. We don't get the like. We don't get planes overhead or helicopters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or anything. y'all don't get anything. When the helicopters come over, it's because they're checking the um, the power lines, mm. and they come low. And one mm. time came real low over my house, and I ducked. Like I got scared, and I, my neighbors were outside. I said, "What the hell's that?" I thought they were checking your. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the little you know city girl stuck in the country out here. What the hell's that? And they're like, "Oh, they're checking your power lines." I'm like, "They're way too close to my house because there's power lines in my backyard." I thought they were checking your grow plot. Yeah, maybe. That's what I thought they were checking Maybe. for. I have seen those, like the infrared camera, circle my neighborhood. Really, looking for people's there? indoor glow. Yeah, looking for people's indoor glow plot. No because you can do thermal. Yeah. yeah, especially in the winter, it'll get you. Well, they actually, they do it in the summer because oh, really? if the house is extra hot, they can like, oh my god. There's a grow house across from um, the town. When I was in grad school, I lived in a townhouse in, Ve- in Henderson, which is a sub- suburb of Vegas. And there was a, a grow house across the street. Hmm. And the, the infrared light would come out underneath the balcony. There was like oh six inches. And finally, one day, this went on for years, and we watched it. And finally, one day, the SWAT team came and took down the whole thing. Oh, yeah, they got theirs. I don't know how or who reported it or, or what, but... Oh yeah! Wow, crazy. Huh. Listening, it wasn't Heather. It, it wasn't, wasn't me. I, I don't want. I don't want an arc. I don't want anybody to know that I'm even watching or know what's One going on. One of your on. neighbors was not friendly. One mm. of them was not friendly. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the space station. I thought it was pretty kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. So another phenomenon that I guess happened phenomenon. this do, week do, is a uh, move-in. UK's back in session. Do, School's do, back in session. Phenomenon. And uh, UK had a record student Don't freshman class, 6,000 people, 6,000 freshmen. It's insane. It's insane what that does to the infrastructure of Fayette County when that happens. And you can tell, especially traffic-wise, it's just ridiculous. But 6,000 people. Is this because for the last two years they stayed at home online and maybe did school online and now they feel like it's okay to go back to college that's a good point i don't i don't know are we looking at another you know uh, one of the impacts of post-covid that's actually i never thought about it that way but that's that's an interesting point because last year we enrolled at that time was around Mm -hmm. 5500 and that was the largest class Mm -hmm. but most of them stayed home Uh uh-huh 
and then I do know that the admissions people are talking about, you know, a lot of people are staying closer to home. So probably, I think this is like also like the largest honors college class we've admitted and all this. So a lot of those kids would have gone somewhere else to school. Yeah, that's a really good point. But your parents okay. are like saying, well, "I never thought yeah, about that." Keep you home for a year or two. And that's the teacher brain. Because it my, is teacher brain. My friends brain. who are teaching elementary school, I have a really good um, friend who's on his twenty fourth year of teaching second grade. He reminds wow. me a lot of Sean. He's just really funny and sweet and smart. And he called me and he said, "Holy shit, Heather! I have criers for the first time. I have kids who've not been in school for two oh. years. They, their parents kept them yeah. home, and they're crying all day that they want their mommy." He's like, "I've never had to deal with this shit. It's I don't even grade. Like, it's, because they were kept oh, home right. in first in kinder and first because." of covid the parents didn't feel safe sending them so huh. they stayed he's like i have criers and especially a male teacher they're not gonna deal with criers right <laughs> so, no we do not because the crier thing is yeah. to get on your lap yeah. and hadn't been a male teacher for a couple of years that's a no that's a no no it's like i never shut my classroom door for yeah. that reason and yeah. you are and kids you don't hug yeah, yeah you uh, turn to the side don't hug yeah. me yeah and third graders yeah. always want to hug and it's like mm-mm you can't touch. Don't well, touch me. They little kids that yes. Sean's pretty tall. When they go to hug, they yes. bury themselves into a private area. Yes. So you need to turn to the side, or else mm-hmm. it, it looks really bad. Like, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. And and no, you know, they're, they're just being. Don't touch me there. Yeah. This is my no no square. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's stupid I heard TikTok. That in fucking years. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, awful, awful. But yeah, oh, we're talking. We're talking. We're, a flashback. That's, thank you. You're welcome. We're talking six thousand, and that's just freshmen. That's not. That's on top of the all the other Three you know sophomores well, and grad school. Well, students. that was the thing about that. You know, a lot of folks didn't come back. You know, there's always mm-hmm. attrition in the second sure. semester. So I don't. I'd have to go check the numbers about our early enrollment. You know, a lot of people just dropped out, decided to go work. I mean, well. if you got places like Starbucks paying you $15 an hour and giving you a $1,000 sign-in bonus, you're thinking, why do I need to go to college? Or where Grand Monster work, uh, number one works, mm-hmm. they're paying her 20 bucks an hour to count shit on third shift, and her overtime rate is 30 bucks an hour? Wow. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to take a year off and do something else. I'm like, well, I support yeah, that. That's fair. I call that the curse of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. That, um, mm-hmm. what, exactly what Sean is saying, where there are people making... Um, six figures a year working in the hotels mm-hmm. that never went to college because why would you? You graduated high school and you thought you were going to go to your freshman year so you get a job parking cars right, right. at a fancy hotel and you're getting tips and you're getting paid $20 an hour and bef- before you know it, 50, 60 grand a year. Guess what? That's more than I made with my master's degree teaching. Right. When I worked at Bellagio, that was more than I would ever make with my master's degree teaching. So I call it the curse of Las Vegas. Yeah. But now I'm feeling like that's going to be everywhere because yes. they're so desperate for workers. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. So everywhere. I mean, oh, yeah. choo- choose your education, folks. It ain't everywhere, but okay. <laughs> Not well, everywhere. Some people ain't paying no more. At your place of work. Everybody wants a job, but don't nobody want to work. Mm. This is true. Uh, no, this yeah. is true. But that's all right. I'm moving on. Oh, okay. Now this is true. How much you pay you? You know, because so, we're trying to find yeah. student workers, and we yeah. can't. We can't pay oh, what no, food services. Uh-uh. Is, uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's, what that's what gets you. Is like we're we're in a situation where you can't compete with what UK is paying because they have a bazillion places and they're building more every week. And yeah, yeah. They need an army of people, so they get trained people here, and they're they pay more than the other and, folks. And benefits and is like oh yeah, that's a big difference. But with the traffic situation, like you can absolutely tell a difference. And now it's no L.A. traffic. Don't get me wrong. But it's worth it's Southern City traffic, which is worse yeah. than L.A. traffic. But you can at least tell LA a difference. Was planned for that shit. Yeah, Southern cities were not. No, and definitely Lexington wasn't. Yeah. No, 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 no. 
It's yeah. like being in Atlanta. But yeah, a so, rush hour, which is like a death fucking wish. But mm-hmm. L, but in L, in L A, isn't it like somewhere that might take you twenty minutes to get like around here could take you like an hour? So that's a perfect that's a perfect example. Where I went to school in Orange County and I lived in San Bernardino County, so we were about. 35 miles outside of LA but LA County was closer but downtown LA was 35 miles it took me an hour to go 20 miles to get to school my school was right next to Disneyland took me an hour each way and this was before cell phones I was so bored in the car I would just put on the radio like there 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 wasn't there wasn't the technology you had to listen to your CDs or the radio and I would just I remember taking like some kind of candy to like snack or munch on because I was so bored just crawling. You go to the beach, you knew that you were going to have to leave at a certain time or it was going to take you an hour and a half to get back in. Mm-hmm. So you do have to plan. I mean, it has taken me three hours to go 35 miles. That's it's insane. Insane. Yes. That's insane. Have a snack. you know. And, they, I, I, and I, the other weird thing is if you've ever been to a Dodger game, Everyone arrives Chavez late. Chavez Ravine. Chavez Ravine. Everyone um, arrives late and they leave early because they know if they come at the beginning and leave at the end, they're going to get caught in the mm-hmm. brunt of it. So it's I don't I don't miss that at all. I d- I didn't go near L.A. on this particular Good. trip, but even just in Orange County, the Uber we took Uber to a restaurant my last night there, and he got on the freeway. We call them freeways, by the way. Mm-hmm. He got on the freeway. I was like, "What the hell is this guy doing?" He didn't do we surface crawled, streets. He didn't do. We crawled, and we were we were only probably eight miles from the restaurant. I it just would have got out streets. and walked. I was so pissed. You should have whooped that ass. Well, I had two friends meet me there. Like, where the hell are you? And I'm like, I think the guy's GPS says we're 20 minutes away. I'm so sorry. You know what else? This is the craziest, and this was a little spooky. We couldn't get an Uber home. What? In that way? This was a little scary. Two females. The restaurant closes. It's about right before it closed, we called our Uber. We went to wait outside. Uber suggested we cancel the ride because our guy was stuck in traffic. So we said, okay, that's fine. We'll look for another driver. No worries. There wasn't a driver to be found. We started calling cab companies. We couldn't get anyone to answer the phone. We're like, well, shit. It's after 10 o'clock. Everything shuts down in Southern California. We're outside of a dark, closed restaurant. Finally, after another 20 minutes, the Uber driver that was going to come get us picked up the ride again. Came to get us and apologized. And we were like, we're so grateful for you. Thank you for coming to get us. It got a little spooky. That is weird. It was really That's weird. That's weird. It is- was a it was a Thursday. Was it Thursday? It was Friday night. It was a Friday night at right around ten o'clock. No drivers. No, no drivers. no drivers around. Especially in Los on? Los Angeles. That's weird because Los Angeles is such a cult a car culture. What is going on? Like if you don't have a car in LA you're you're kind of shunned, I think. Like taking the bus is unacceptable. You start driving when yes. you're 15 and a half right. with lessons. Um, yeah. But yeah, if people can complain, and I, I complain about it when UK gets back in session, the traffic around here. But you want traffic? Go to LA <laughs> for sure. Like for real. Bo shizzle. Try to go through Atlanta at any time of the day. Oh going God, to Florida. Uh-uh. Nope. I changed my routes to go to yep. Florida. I now go to South Carolina yep. route because it's just can't quicker. Can't go through Atlanta. No. Can't do it. You can't do mm. it. So, John, how many students were in our fresh your freshman class? Do you remember? No clue. But there was, was probably about three thousand. Well, twenty four thousand was the number like of total students uh-huh. when we went. And that's there. graduate students and undergraduates. Yeah. yeah. So I would think when you guys were there. 
because you also had to come in with the largest freshman classes, and they were around three thousand. Because tuition was only like twenty four hundred dollars a semester. You don't even want to know what a tuition no, was. No, when no, I, no. Tuition when I started at UK was nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Mine okay. and back in the eighties, if had I chosen to go on there, it was like half that. Mm. I think it was about four hundred a semester. Mm-hmm. Maybe three. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you could literally work a summer job. Sure, and pay and drink and have a good time and pay your tuition and get your books yep. for the whole school year and not have to work the school year unless yeah. you wanted to. Yeah. It's just six thousand freshmen is just insane to me. It's just. Well, perhaps- it's like you've. I've said in the text and I've told people at my workplace. Modern universities treat students as ATM cards. Mm-hmm. The employees are checks. We're something that they owe to. But ATM cards, so they will just pack them in and do whatever they want just to get, keep it to keep that cash cow flowing. And what's weird now, too, is the fact that the university doesn't run its own housing anymore. I was just going to say, yeah. where are they putting this, these kids? Well, <laughs> that's the thing is they're not. Because the, the, when, we, when we were coming up, if you, wanted to ha- if you wanted to live on campus in the fall, you had to fill out your housing application at a certain point in the spring by a certain date, and then you had to put a deposit down. And if you didn't do that and you showed up on campus... Good luck to you. You weren't, you weren't, there was no dorm for you, right? But now apparently they just tell you that, sure, you can show up on campus and we'll have, well, then that's not necessarily true because they're apparently turning kids away now. Um, Oh, this is why the influx of students is why they're switching over a lot of the parking on the streets. I I got some email about Lexington, um, how they were Mm. switching over near the university. What is this for? So so that's because... Let me give give you a switch phrase. The phrase we say in the office now is, the University of Kentucky presents the city City of of Lexington. Lexington. Yeah. Because the university traded... Bought. They didn't didn't buy it. They traded 250 acres of prime development and farmland for 13 acres of city streets downtown so they can control them. Worth about $70 million. Oh, that's yes. what that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's worth about $70 million, yeah, I think it was. is what I read. On the open market, but yes, so yeah. So I actually coined that phrase, thank you very you much. Did. I did. The University of Kentucky proudly presents the city of Lexington because the University of Kentucky is poised to own the city of Lexington, in my opinion, at some point in the future because the hospital keeps buying up land um, on it's Waller. Gonna, and It's going to run into Central Baptist. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that stops it from going past the Honestly, what's going to happen is we're going to see like a, yeah, yeah, we're, I think we're going to end up seeing a, uh, uh, what's the name of that musical, um, with the Jets and the West Side Story, Story. we're going to see between Central Baptist and UK Health, I guess. I like that answer. Book it. (laughs) I like that answer. I will pay money to see that. (laughs) I have knife knife fights, knife fighting in the streets. But yeah, that's that's what that's all about. Is yeah, that UK now owns uh, wait, Linden Walk and some other things and, down there. And Rose Lane, mm. you know, as a student, you guys are both oh, yeah. graduates. When you were late for class, there was always a parking, parking spot, spot on, on Rose, Rose Lane. Lane. Always up on in the, there and Linden Walk and all that. Yeah. I I wouldn't pay for parking as a no, graduate student. No. I just parked and walked. Yeah. So it's 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 uh, it, it is my place of work, but I think they're doing some dirt. John opinions. No, you're 100 percent right, and that's that's what it's going to come down to. When I was in, um, I ended up somebody in one of my classes rented an apartment with other people, like rented a house with other people, and I ended up buying a space in their parking area. So I parked there because I ended up getting towed 
a couple too many times. So I finally was like, I'm just going to, and I mentioned it because I was late that day for class. Um, so I had to park wherever I had to park, but that, like they would literally just sit there and just wait on you and then they'd tow you and it was a hassle to get back because you could never get back to work on time and that kind of thing. But anyway, I ended up buying a spot from them and that was the smartest thing I ever did was figuring out somebody who lived in one of those houses, renting a spot from them that honestly I used like two hours a day and that right. was it. I so, think marrying Carrie was the smartest thing you ever did. Fair. It was a pretty big cost difference. Okay. I mean, <laughs> okay. We're talking right, like then. we're talking probably like hundreds to tens of thousands. Yeah. Well, you know that's it's that's, up there though. Yeah, okay. it's up there. It's an interesting. It's an interesting point that you mentioned all this parking stuff, but it is crazy. I mean, it's out. It's so outrageous. It's insane that because it cost me. I think I pay maybe six hundred dollars a year well, to park on it, campus. No, the, the thing the thing that is six hundred. The thing that, of that and is as, as an employee. No, no. Yes, and, and that's that and that's a license to hunt. Hunt that a not, spot. That doesn't yep. guarantee me a spot. It doesn't mean you have a spot because we have a we have a I like that. It's a hunting license. Yeah, that, that really is true. Does, they don't tell you that you pay six hundred dollars for the privilege to find a spot. Yes, in certain lots. Um, so the the interesting thing of it, of it is, you know, EKU's parking is iota is better. Yeah, right? pay nothing. Well, and we even have like a special spots that you can buy for four hundred dollars, but it's a guarantee that's your spot. So you have a little sign with a plaque on it that's not that has your name on it, but it's a numbered spot, and that's your spot, right? And you can have someone towed if they're in your spot. Yes, yes, nice. and but it's fun because we I have show do that shit. It's a lot of power for four hundred dollars. We have several people. So the we have a lady who came to us from UK, and she's a gift officer, and she jumped on. She's like four hundred dollars for a guaranteed my own spot yes. right by the building. Yes. yes, please. Yes, and it's funny though because in the office we have several people who've bought these spots. And since we're kind of on a, a hybrid work from home a couple of days a week type of thing, or if they're not coming in, they're like, hey, I'm not coming in today. You can totally use my spot. And it doesn't matter. They don't, the parking doesn't care who's in the spot as long as somebody doesn't complain about somebody being in the spot. So yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's nice. <laughs> it is the biggest racket. Now, here's the thing oh, that people don't racket. know is that. The benefactor of the main library at University of Kentucky also used to own the towing concession at the University of really? Kentucky. Really? Yes. Really? Wow. Huh. Well, that is interesting. It was. And I, I, <laughs> I think it still is. Hmm. I used to pay for a parking pass and Cal State Fullerton for, like Carrie said, or you said, hunting rights. And mm-hmm. you'd get there early and you would drive laps and you'd wait for someone and then you would get to park, get to park. One freeway exit down in a grass yeah. lot. Yes. and have to take a shuttle in. I'm like, yes. this is some shit, right? This is some shit. So when I was in grad school, since I was a TA, I got to have an employee pass, and I think it was only like two hundred or some dollars. What? I was a grad assistant at UNLV, and I didn't even oh, get yeah. anything fun like that. Oh but yeah, I back that. in the days, it was about. I was, was happy to pay two hundred dollars. About two hundred dollars. Let's tell you how much but, has gone up since you graduated. But there was actually, so I used to park in a blazer lot all the time, which does exist because they tore it down and put dorms. So that's the biggest problem. Problem is they've put these parking garages up, but they're they're still they they leveled a lot of the other parking lots, and these garages don't just don't have the spaces that the parking lots had. So Cal anyway. State Fullerton did the same thing; they tore down, mm-hmm. um, tore out the parking lots, and they added dorms. And I thought, man, if parking wasn't an issue before, right? It is now. I feel like housing could be somewhere else. Yeah, and then just shut all the kids in. But yeah. So anyway, that's parking corner, I guess. <laughs> It's old people. That's all we care about. Well, and John, you don't you don't have that problem in your place of no. work. You just no, have, he has to worry about he has to worry right. about getting blocked yeah. in by the semis and the campers. 
Well, and getting his uh, car hit by uh, shopping carts, I yes. guess. Oh, yes. There are strategic choices for that. You park behind an island. You get. You don't get at the bottom of the hill. It's. It's all. It's learned behavior. You just have to. Get, you catch on quickly. Do you? you well, mm. or you end up spending a lot of time in the repair lot, repair mm. shop, whichever. It's your right. life. Anyway, but yes, University of Kentucky presents the city of Lexington. Thank you very much. I like that. Yeah, everybody, everybody at the place of work okay. likes that. Well, so I need well to give good. I, I need that. to get a t-shirt made up that says that. Um, we could probably sell the shit out of oh, that. Oh, we probably actually could. She's a trademark that yes, now. Yes, patent pending. There you go. I know. Okay. I mean, seriously. I mean, we could get throwboy tees or... They don't exist anymore. Oh, they went out of business mm-hmm. finally since yep. he passed? Oh, mm-hmm. that sucks. We could yep. probably get Matt Jones. Yeah, maybe. I don't somebody know. Would somebody would back that. I, somebody would back the idea. Anyway, uh, so... I have no good transition to this, so I'll just transition. Just do it. Netflix has this documentary out there, Woodstock. Of train wrecks. Yes, train wreck. Oh, it's literally called it's train wreck. Called. It's train called train wreck. wreck. No. Woodstock '99. Oh, the show or Netflix? Oh, burn! Mm-hmm. Mic drop. Um, both, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so Woodstock nine train wreck. Woodstock '99. It's the documentary about how Woodstock '99 went to hell. And uh, we watched it. It's only three episodes. They're really short. It's it it's and I remember that when it happened. And actually, you can watch like four hours of all the coverage that MTV ever did on YouTube for free if you really want to. Because I've kind of watched some of the performances, just kind of like oh nostalgia, whatever. Um, our friend Ryan actually went. Oh. So he went to ninety four and had a he had a good time in ninety four. That was that was innocuous. And I'm gl- they actually. It took him a long time to actually mention that there was one in 94. Because it was not the shit show. No, it wasn't. It That's was the fine. Reason. And Ryan had a good time in 94. So they went in 99. They went to see Metallica. And um, they ended up, I want to say they ended up leaving on Saturday night or very early Sunday morning because they were like, we got to get the hell out of here because this is fixing to be really bad. But the documentary was interesting in the fact that it was set up for failure. I mean, it really honestly was. I thought <clears throat> I thought it was very good because I remember I remember when it happened. I remember people talking about how it devolved, unfortunately, into big mess. Um, I remember seeing it on MTV, like the whole coverage back when they actually played music. Um, but it it was interesting to see the behind the scenes to realize that it it truly was doomed from the from the start, from the choice of location mm-hmm. to the um, the two basically the the two dudes who headed the whole project came from had extraordinarily different visions that were neither of which were realistic in my opinion but then you realize the there's some there's some really interesting parts there's some really disgusting parts which validate my choice not to go to things like this um, there were some sad parts. Not enough porta potties. It, I mean, it was. There were some sad parts. That it was. Some of it's like, especially in the third, the third um, part of the thing. Like, there's a point when it's it's cringy. Um, but it to me, it was an interesting look at exactly what went wrong. And I came away at the at the end very quickly. I came away thinking this this never had a chance. Well, and I still don't believe nobody died. It well, I don't believe it. It also validated your uh, your um, feeling that you never want to go to a festival. Well, it's ever. disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. These people were there for three three days, four days, marinating in their own juices. No, thank you. But I thought the most interesting point. Preach, my brother. No, preach. That, so they interviewed. In the heat? They interviewed oh. a couple of people that that were there, and one of these, the one of the people that they interviewed was a woman who was fourteen at the time. 
And where were her parents? Well, uh, she made a really, I really. I had more than once. She made a really valid point. So they have this thing at this Air Force base. It's just all concrete and blacktop. People are hot. It's you know it's a ninety degrees out. There's no there's no clean water. The clean water like left day one. Right, vendors are charging. Uh, they were saying vendors were charging four dollars for a bottle of water and eight dollars for a, bur- a burrito, and I was like, that'd be sixteen dollars for the burrito today, and about eight to twelve dollars for yes, a bottle of water yes. now. But the bottom line is, vendors were you know trying to gouge people and and whatever else, and you know there, she made the valid point that there was no social media then, so you couldn't go on Facebook or TikTok or, or, or yeah. whatever and complain like we saw with the Railbird uh, last year. Railbird last year. I'm so glad I sold my tickets to that, by the way, because <laughs> Sean knows I wanted to go see Dave Matthews, and I said I am not dealing with this shit. But anyway, yeah, they, yeah. The, everything you're saying about people saying with the water, the lack mm-hmm. of amenities, mm-hmm. twenty dollar or whatever, joking about right waiting in line for food, missing acts, water was not available, mm-hmm. yes, or yes. expensive. If no potty, yeah. I'm so glad I backed out. Because when I heard Dave Matthews coming to Lexington, I'm like, sign me up. And then at the last minute, I was like, sell my tickets. So, so instead of burning, I your instead of Maybe. instead of burning the place down, people just got on social media and complained. Right? Oh, well, yeah. there was no social and, media and in 1999, they burned it down, yeah. and they burned it down. They, they they were just so frustrated. And again, it doesn't, I'm not justifying the behavior or whatever, but there comes a point where you're so frustrated that your only outlet is to just destroy things. And in right? many ways, they, they were, her, her point was, we were voiceless. Like, no one listened to us. We were, they came in, they took our money, and then they just treated us like cattle. And it, honestly, you couldn't do that in many cases, what they were put through. Like the, the, the unclean water was the big thing to me is I get it. You're going to be outside. You're going to be gross. You're God forbid in a tent on a tarmac. So, I mean, you've made choices in life that brought you to this point and you should reflect upon your own life. But John, you are correct, sir. There's a point at which, like, if you don't have safe drinking water, like basic safe drinking water, which, again, that's addressed in the thing, and the guy's like, this is not good. It, that's nauseatingly foul. And that's that's when you get people, it gets even worse. Like, you become, there was a point when they, they talked about it, and they're like, it, it sort of looks like a refugee camp. Because it's the all trash these people that are just stuck in there that nobody wanted to pick up. Cause they're again, naked, they muddy. Cut corners, yeah. And it, well, that wasn't it mud. It wasn't mud. Um, it's... It's it was human shit. Disgusting. Yeah. It is. I cannot believe nobody died. There's. I. I don't believe no one. I suspect died. somebody died. Just never made. I, that that was. There was a reason. Correct. Yeah, there, how many? But how many lawsuits came out of this? Because people were None. litigious back then. None. No, but see, I don't. They didn't address them. Addressed, shockingly, you know there has to be. But Same I, thing with Railbird. Like. Has anyone sued over what happened at Railbird? Not that I've heard of. No, I don't, because here's the thing. I don't think you can, because when you you purchase, no, you can, can, but but I don't think you would win, because when you purchase a ticket, there's a giant disclaimer on the ticket. Assumed risk, as the lawyers call it. Assumed risk is, yes, yes. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. It's the same when you go to a baseball game and you get whacked in the head with a baseball? Correct. They don't have to do anything but, for you because it's assumed risk. But why was that clause put in there? What caused it? Was it the fire festival back in the day? No, this like, this is this has always, always been, been on tickets. Yeah, there's okay. a law firm here in Kentucky that specializes in that. Got it. And yeah. They write that rider on every ticket or anything you say to go to show. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, it was just it was really interesting because I didn't think about the fact that there was no social media and there was no outlet for people to just like. Look at what's happening. Look what's what's going on. I remember seeing it. The only place you saw it was on MTV. Right. And at night, 
when Adam Curry and all them were up in the booth and they were like talking about the fires and telling people, try to calm down. It's like, how do they want to hear you? Because we're on cable watching this. None of them have cable there. Right. Well, and, and they booked acts like Limp Biscuit and Corn and just these aggressive but, bands. Yes. Well, but that that was as popular today. I, I it's see all no about problem the nookie, with that. The, cookie. the whole thing. You cannot tell me that at the time you would not have lost your mind in head. 1999 if you were there suffering and lived through the experience up to this point. But then Kid Rock comes out in that fur coat and says, "My name is Kid," and people <laughs> would have you would have lost your mind. Well, everyone. Would I, you know what? That's, here's another thing I just thought of. Think about it. We were all also dealing with the impending Y2K. Yep. Mm. Oh, so yeah. that was, was supposed to happen. Oh, so people yeah. were like, they're partying like Prince said, like it's 1999. Yeah. Well, I'm, I held off buying my gateway computer until two after 2000, just in case. There I'm you telling go. you, watching that crowd, though, gave me anxiety because I have been... I have been in crowds like that. You get crushed. And you get crushed. Yeah. And not only that, but I have like, I've had to point myself, like you point at yourself, you point to security, you point at yourself and to take you over the top. Because the I went to Lollapalooza and this was like way back in early 2000s and it was in some farm in Tennessee. And it was, I think we were watching, I think we were watching the Ramones and it was so hot and we were right in the front and I finally was like, just, I just pointed at myself and like had security take me over the top because I was like, I can't, I can't be in this anymore. This is the reason I pay, I don't, I will never do the pit at Dave Matthews because I can't be crushed like that. I'm old, I want fucking seats It's scary. the way out. It really is. I've never done pit either. I've always done like the first row of seats, but Have I done? I don't think I've done. No, pit. it's it, no. whenever I. It's like. Well, I can't yeah. imagine the pit at Dave Matthews Band being scary and everybody. Just no, it, no, it they're gets pushing to get to the front, front. and they're going to oh. squeeze you into the stage. It gets tight. It gets yeah. tight. Really, and hurry. it gets yeah. claustrophobic real quick. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't understand because like, what's great about Trainwreck, what I think, is that everyone in our generation remembers watching it on MTV because mm-hmm. we all used to watch MTV. When oh yeah, MTV was cool. Sure. I don't know what it is now. It's I don't even know. It's still movies, there. It's, it's just still not there. Right. All. Yeah. We all remember this. Why did it take him over 20 years to make this amazing documentary? Do people want to talk? Well, here, I'm a little bit like, older than all you all, and I remember The Who in Cincinnati. Yeah. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I get up to go to elementary school the next morning, and that is all over news yep. about the crush there that happened. Yep. That could be when they put that on the tickets. I think yeah. it might have been. And then that's when I started getting kind of leery of Late big 70s. crowds. Yeah. It was, well, I mean, yeah. that happened. The the um, uh, the Liverpool thing happened in, in EPL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Peop- and it's all the same thing. It's open, free free seating or like what's that called a festival seating yeah. or, I think, which or is I think whatever. outlawed in the United it States is. but now, now well, they, like, they do it a little bit different now it's like they do because you can you have to have yeah. tiers and you yep. have to have yep. hard barriers to at least get separate but you can't have right. just like festivals have, because, open I mean, festival seating anymore that, that happened we watched a documentary about the, the disaster that cost the lives of the Liverpool fans that taught the, at uh, what was it Sheffield Wednesday yes I think yeah. it was um, but they talked about that, and they're like, there was nothing there, and it was simply the people in the back pushed to the front, and you pushed the person in front of you. And then in this situation, like there were there were mosh pits, and there were people pushing, and it would have been very oh. easy for you to have lost your footing in the mud that wasn't mud on tarmac that was blacktop. Once you're down, nobody can stop. The people behind you pushing them, nobody can stop and help you up. So you're slipping and sliding through poo? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. It was 
poo. 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 You're slipping yeah, poo. 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 They voluntarily like banana slide, like slip and slide, and <laughs> thinking it's mud. It it's was poo. Poo. Because people didn't want to lose their space by the stage, so they just dropped trial and went there. Yeah. So now I know why, because I've been to a couple of, I've been to um, a racing Louisville soccer match. And then I looked over and said, oh, that's the reason they have, cause they have standing tickets, but they yep. have those bars yep. so you can't exactly. crush the people down the in front of you. So you can't, so you can't poop your on progress. your neighbors. We well, can still poop, but oh, you can't God. get down to them. <laughs> you have to it. fling it. You got to yes. fling it. So they have ter- monkeys. They have monkeys, monkeys in the zoo. They have terrace seating. Yeah. Because that, because once that's what they call it. That's yeah. what it once was. once that happened in Liverpool, the, the all the EPL stadiums went to all went to all seater. Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, yeah, I was don't know because well they were playing Nottingham Forest, but it was, it was it was but it was, was it wasn't it was in, in Nottingham Forest Stadium because it was the FA Cup it was an FA Cup match. It's also an interesting documentary I think on ESPN because yes. they talked about again. My my point about this whole thing is again that was doomed from the start. The guy in charge of it was retiring and didn't really care anymore. They had it scheduled at somewhere, but then it turned out to be way too small a venue for teams that were this big. Like you couldn't, it, it, it was unfortunate, the circumstances that, that brought it to that point, but the same thing's true. I can't, no way nobody died in it. It's a good documentary. That The Liverpool one is a good documentary. It, it really is. Good. is. It's Sad really good. good. Yeah. Didn't anyone watch Fire Festival, that documentary? I need to. I have not You should it. because it, it's the same thing. It was yeah. doomed from the start. But the I, people organizing it, it they were on just, different. They were just trying to steal money. Basically. This I, is more proof of why I don't go to these yeah, things. I'm not a festival person. I, I'm not either. I mean, I've been to, Bur- I'm wearing my Bourbon Beyond shirt. I've been there. I went to Railbird. I've been to Hullabaloo because Dave Matthews closed that. So that was in Louisville. And that was at Churchill Downs. But there were seats in the grandstand. So oh, I went immediately yeah. up to the grandstand. I'm, but I'm, I don't like crowds. As being, I only suffer crowds to go to see Dave and a couple other shows if it was a concert. But other than that, oh, I fucking shit. hate crowds. I did go to one. I went to Summerfest to see Dave Matthews. But I only went in to see Dave Matthews at that stage and left. So and I don't left. know. Yeah. And then I went to Bridge School Benefit and it's in central it's in northern california well, that's a smaller crowd that was to see dave matthews yeah, too with like that, foo fighters and tom petty and that's, and a more Neil Young. that's a more controlled, more controlled. Air so yeah crowd. i don't think i've been to a festival and especially i'm um, living in vegas during that um october one yes. massacre mm-hmm. i'm like ah yeah i'm good i'm good well, here's the other thing who don't do a, a festival in vegas it's fucking it's hot hot even in October 1st, it's hot. Yeah, it's dry. It's hot, right? Dry. So yeah. I've not been to a multi-day campout festival thing. I went to Lollapalooza at Riverbend when uh, Hole was there and Smashing Pumpkins and uh, uh, Parliament Funkadelic and all that. But that was, again, that was a one-day we thing. And then I went to the gotta have that <laughs> I went well, to the Lollapalooza we at that farm in Tennessee, and that was a one-day thing. Um, but I've never been... I. I think Ryan wanted me to like he he offered me to go to to ninety four Woodstock and I was like nah not interested and then I was not interested in going to ninety nine either. John refuses to go to festivals at, at my advanced age now because my Bourbon Beyond mm. trip will only make me go if I can get VIP tickets. At least I can get into the air conditioning mm-hmm. and have a secured way out. Because Bonnaroo, Coachella, all that you can get like you can rent oh. a VIP trailer that has with, a shower with a personal yes. chef. That's yes. how I'm going to Bonnaroo go. and Coachella. Yeah. I bought VIP at a Railbird, but I heard the VIP wasn't. It anything. wasn't. So it I'm wasn't. glad. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is not you what I very thought. Not very high at all. Yeah. No, no, yeah. you weren't. It was just a stage, a stadium. I mean, seating's behind. I did go. Up. Sean will appreciate this. So you guys will hate this, but I did go see Dave Matthews three days oh, in a row at the Gorge, <gasps> and I oh, didn't Lord. camp. People camp out, but again, I was like, I am not doing this hippie bullshit, pooping You've in the porta potty, camping out here. So I went and stayed in a hotel and came back for three days in a row because it's like 
It's like a bucket list thing if you're a DMB yeah, fan. Yeah, so. so I'm trying to work yeah, it yeah. out. But I used all my graduation money to go do that. I graduated from college. I went to go to, you know, Washington to do that. Oh, I'm a little teary. Columbia River. That's I'm, smart, I'm though. Stay no. In, stay in a hotel, hotel, come back, stay in a hotel. But see, I've looked into yeah. that to go see him at the Gorge. Yeah. But the minute that weekend is over, the hotels and things are booked for the next year. Uh, and even the Airbnb, because yeah. I've looked like it's usually over a Labor Day weekend. So that Monday yeah. or that Tuesday, I've looked at Airbnb gotcha. and they're already booked. Gotcha. The porta potties um, at that festival were called Honey Buckets. And I thought, there is a no worse name for a bucket of poop than a honey bucket. Did they empty them into a river? I think that's Ooh. what they're all called. Are they called Honey Buckets? You know what? You know what? You know what? Carrie, you need Here to get go. off that. Okay. Really? It was the bus driver. It wasn't <laughs> bus driver Jerry. You need to calm the fuck down. I bet those poor people thought the same thing. You need to get this off me. Somebody just dumped. Uh, but again, if there was it's a fan, Dave Matthews poo. I was going to say, if there's a fan, it, oh my it God, good. it's Dave Matthews poo. When I was in high school, there was poop from an airplane that crashed through the ceiling of one of the classroom uh, classroom ceilings. Really? Yeah. That was back in the day when they, they, would, they, the they would drop from, it. They dropped the poop from is, the ceiling. Which, it is came probably, down. which is probably why it's against yeah. federal law now yeah, yeah, to fly yeah, yeah. with no poop. With you're, no you're, pooper. There you go. You're, you're in class. <laughs> oh, is it you're in class? Or it turned into you're in class. <laughs> oh, I like that. Good I meant job, to say you're in. That was great. You're in. You're in class. Yeah. yeah. So was it just a big frozen block of? It was poo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's yeah. that damn movie with David Spade, where he's the redneck and he has this Joe thing, Dirt. Joe, Joe Dirt. Dirt. He has a meteorite and he thinks a meteorite and it's just a poo. Yeah. Same thing. Well, yikes! I didn't get any poo from the space station, but you know. It would burn up on reentry. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> Probably worth more. Sell that for big money. Big money. Big money, big money. Yeah, apparently, did you see this where, uh, I guess, um, there's scientists out there that are really angry that Sotheby's and other places are selling dinosaur skeletons for big money. You know what? If you find collectors, it on your, It's all fake. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But if you find it on your land, it's fucking yours. Sell that to Sotheby's or somebody, John. If I'm not mistaken, one of the things that they were selling was the, like, a complete triceratops that was in it was one of the few that was ever that was held in private ownership yeah. they've never been able to put a full skeleton it. of a dinosaur together so oh that's my. fake news oh my fake news hashtag oh fake my. news <laughs> <laughs> give me some of that come on, come on. Give me some well Anyway, these incomplete skeletons of fake dinosaurs are going for big money and scientists oh. are not not happy museums you know are not happy scientists. get a job get some cash buy that shit but anyway, I just saw, I saw the article. I thought it was interesting. But Good I, choice. Yeah, right. Good choice. S- speaking of train wrecks, um, yes. I feel like we need to talk about the train wreck that has been UK athletics for the last oh, two weeks. I can't <laughs> wait. Uh, yeah. Ooh, we are butting heads in our town. Yeah, yeah I, I do feel like we need to talk about that. Uh, the Stoops, Cal, uh, Barnhart, uh, just train wreck, really, honestly, just disastrous. This whole thing has been, it's calmed down some, I think. In the last week or so. You, you, you know what this is? Somebody who's got a lifetime contract got too big for his britches and thought he was God. And See, he got I think it's down. just dick swinging. I disagree. Yeah, but you know who's got a bigger dick right now? I disagree. Stoops. Because Stoops is put. He's holding his own. Because, you know, he is. Because I have lived through the only 10 win seasons on this in this town. That is true. You you, you were yes. there. I yeah, wasn't. I was there for all of them. I was there for... With uh, Fran Kersey back in the seventies, I've seen them all. I was there and for people, the uh, 
I was yeah. there for the one in one in ten season. Yeah, one in ten season. But that's the thing, and people don't understand. Yes, UK has been a, a basketball school, and that's supposedly why Bear Bryant left us. And that's wrong. That has been, wrong. Right? has been debunked. I can't. I can't even. But emphasize Terry, enough yes. how how much that has been debunked. But, but this is the proof that Kentucky is a southern state because people care here more about football. If you go to high school football on a Friday night, stands are full. It's true. You go to any college that plays football, stands are full on a Saturday. So we are a football state because it's a southern thing. In the words of Walker Hayes, living that y'all life, y'all. Oh, thank you, girl. Living in the South, where it's that. all football and Jesus. Yes, get, thank you. Give me that. Get right out there. of my Give house with that y'all life. You don't like that song. Uh, do you? Love that song. You do not going like to that see song. Walk, going to see Walker Hayes and Corbin in October. Oh you are just... Oh, my God. Love that Have you song. seen that video? Love it. Love him. It's all it's all parody. He's the weird owl of country. It's all a joke. Sorry. Oh, it's a joke. Yeah. And it's a bad one. A, oh, because of the Alabama. Yeah. No, no. Oh, just, it's just not well done. It's, ter- it's his family starring in the video. It's and, terrible. Yeah. Y'all life is That's one of That's why nobody told him this is stupid. Yeah, it was his family starring and his friends. And yeah, I it's just. It's the new Salt Life sticker oh. in a landlocked state. So bad. Oh, like, so bad. That's why the SEC basically like disappeared it because it was supposed to be the SEC's uh, new theme song for oh, this was football. It? Theme song of the season, oh, and it and people got roasted. destroyed just it just because of the video. No, just because the song is terrible. <laughs> I like it. Sorry, I'm on. I, I no, am I like, super biased because I, I love most of what he does. I always I like have, some of the things so, he does, but the yeah. problem that I have is that like he's strung together phrases that aren't real. Oh yeah, like that's not a real phrase. You Shut like, your mouth, my mama sweet tea like, is the sweetest. Yes, and it. it I've never heard anybody say that. It's as though someone from the outside strung together everything they could. They could again thought cloud brainstorm whatever in some think tank, and they're like, "Oh, let's put all this stuff together." And I hate those. You don't like him. From Alabama. You don't like him because Matt Jones likes him. No, it, to me, like it's one of those things <laughs> that I just when I saw that, I, I just ugh. Was awful. I was so not I know Kentucky was a basketball school before I moved here because that's what you heard about. And I have a weird take, of course, because I moved here when the team wasn't doing so great, and but our football team Which started to do really ironic. well. I know it's ironic. So I'm the curse, right? Move mm. here and everything changes, right? We'll find yeah. out this year. Well, I move here, we get this really bad ice storm. the The basketball team sucks balls. The football <laughs> the football team starts to do really well. So for me, I was drawn to the football. I like football better anyway. But how fun is it to be a Kentucky football fan right now? No, especially you're right. just moving here. I'm like, I could get on board with this. And I watched a few basketball games the first year I moved here, and I'm like, this is terrible. And last year I watched one game, and it was one that we lost in the playoffs. (laughs) Heather, you mentioned a point. This is what I I had to take my little break. But that's the thing. Kentucky's a football state. We are known – the University of Kentucky is known for basketball. But the state is known for football. football. It's a football state, and that's what most people care about. Even when we were losing, when John and Kerry were students there, and we were 1-10 and all that – the damn stadium was full. Are, are pretty close to full. It, it yeah. was. So it's interesting you say that because I've, I've had other other people have said the same thing and they, they point to that Friday night football crowd. I, I think some of that, if you look at it from a 
what variables are there kind of standpoint, which is what I would do, then the first thing I would say is it's He's a little science. biased because you look at the fact that there's only so many football opportunities. There's only 10 games. Whereas basketball is a Tuesday night, Friday night, constant thing throughout the winter when there's nothing to do. Football games are special. So exactly. Special to me, events. It's, but that's, that's, again, I'm a football biased person. I mean, I, I grew up as a basketball fan. My, our house, like we just didn't really watch we watched Kentucky football, but it was never a big thing. Basketball was it. Then when you get here, I was in the band, so basketball was huge. It was huge to get into the basketball band because it was much more difficult. But then the, the football thing, it was a lot of fun because to me it's it's a whole day experience. You get to have yeah. – there's, there's even in the band, like before we tailgated and stuff, like it was a whole day thing. It's the pageantry of, of football. It's a longer experience. You're outdoors. There's a longer game. There's fewer of them, so it's a little more important. Um, basketball just doesn't lend itself to that. It's There's no – A game is a game. The way it's that it is, it's a tougher ticket, or was. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> – Downtown, so you had to. I mean, I went to games for years every game. Yes, I would you send two text messages while you two were in the upper level. Yeah. yeah, you had to pay to park. You had to walk to to the stadium. You get can't the stadium. do that it's anymore. Two hours no. But it's. I mean, part of that scheduling, and you get older, and yeah. you have jobs, and that kind of stuff. What's so the, that's a little biased too. Yeah. But it it's just a much more fun environment in football because you get to see people that you you get to know the people around you in many cases you've suffered together in that stadium yes, watching yes, a big yes, frying yes. pan watching them lose to northeast Louisiana thinking well there's no way you lose to them and then you sit there and Bill Curry's found to, another way to score or you got up. to see Herschel Walker run through the fucking defense. That was my game. Because my parents had season tickets for Commonwealth Stadium way before we had them Hashtag for... Hashtag not my Kroger Field. Thank you. It was much more accessible. They'd like, more accessible. What did I mean, you just call it? It's Commonwealth Stadium. It's Commonwealth Stadium. Not That's my Kroger Field. I grew up. Love it. But, you know, it was like my parents got them through because my dad worked at Doctors Park, which if you know Lexington, which is right across the street. So one of the doctors facilitated us buying season tickets. They had three season tickets. For probably about 10 years, up until middle school or junior high, I went every Saturday they were home. We would park at Doctors Park. It was an occasion. You dressed. I We put on a coat and tie. We tailgate a little bit. What year was this? This is back in the mid-70s. Oh. You dressed up? You dressed up to go to the game. Because we had seats right next to the press box. Oh. Which, there are all kinds of issues in American history, especially given my parents' <laughs> age. You can imagine yeah. us sitting up there. Sure. But the people I got to know sitting up there, the doctors and lawyers and the power movers of Lexington, it was like you, it was a thing. I remember putting on a coat and tie to go to UK football that. games. I believe that. And that was a thing. I also remember old men not standing for the I national wear these anthem. Jeans. Yep. I wear these jeans to the football games. There you go. I like that. Yeah, that's fair. And I also remember old men not standing for the national anthem, but standing for my old Kentucky home in the that. 70s. I believe it. I've heard that's true. Because yeah. that's how yeah. that's how it was. And so mm-hmm. it was a big so I grew up in a football family, even though when I played in middle and junior high and started try to in high school, broke my mother's heart because she's a basketball fan. But basketball football has always been bigger than basketball, even though basketball was known natu- nation nationwide, near nationally. Well, and that I mean that's if you go back historically, that was the whole thing is Kentucky the success Kentucky had in basketball 
through the 40s and 50s under Rupp, one of the big reasons is like Notre Dame was the big thing. Like to Rupp, Notre Dame was the biggest rival. If you brought him back today and you're sitting here talking about why aren't we playing Duke, he'd be like, why do you care? Yeah, because Frank McGuire in North why Carolina care? couldn't carry his jock no, strap. Nobody, thought, yeah. Yes, Notre Dame was the national school. It was huge to beat Notre Dame. But the thing about Kentucky is that was one of the things that at a period of time when Kentuckians couldn't compete on a lot of levels in a variety of ways – you were able to go and you could you could field a team that turned out to be better than the others in the nation. And it was a huge deal to win. And that's where it became a huge source of pride for Kentucky. And that's yep, that's yep, why yep, yep, yep. it's also interesting. And I, I say this every spring. It's many people, myself included, when you start to watch that team, the basketball team in the spring, it's, it's less about – I mean, it's good – you want to win. You want to win all that, all the time. You want to do well. But if you look back historically, there's only been eight nights that they actually were able to win something like Thank that. Thank you. And that's very rare because the tournament is full of, of randomness. But to me, it's one of those things that as it gets closer, I start to think about family members and friends that I had that we'd watch these games together that aren't with us anymore. And to me, that's it's become one of those things you start to think about. And that's why it's even more crushing when you have – upset losses no matter when it is carolina in 2019 sucked when that moron hit a shot because you couldn't defend the basketball oh is what i put on my facebook as you know because we were together tonight the three of us yeah. when, when vmi beat yeah yeah oh yeah because we were Boucher's at the wedding, wedding. Yeah. It was, Boucher's yeah, wedding. It was. Yeah. so with that with that what you're saying is that's why college football will always be bigger to me well, the, it's the experience. Cause that's, but that's what I grew up on. Like, basketball was, see, it was it. sports ball in our house. There. Oh, yeah, but college football was it. No. That was and it in my it house. Basketball. That was it. And not even Kentucky necessarily, but all college football. Like, that's what you did on Saturday. Like, that's what you did. No, that's what you did. And that's where, like, Heather talks about the NFL thing. I know people from here that are more big NFL fans. So I'm like, how? You... I mean, it's the same thing as me and Kentucky football. Not good for a long time. The Bengals have sucked for 20 years. The Bills sucked for a long time. I still follow my team. That's the reason I'm a 49er fan. Oh, well, 40 years ago they were good. We're going to be good again, sir. we got a quarterback. Oh, that's finally. right. you got somebody that's going to complete a pass, maybe. And, well, and, and maybe, play a whole season. And play maybe. a whole season. Oh, don't thing. get your hopes up. you got someone who's actually going to kneel for the national anthem. Wow. Oh, snap. You know what? I did not care for that man. And I knew <laughs> no. he was a charlatan I when they but they brought him I in. Know. Yeah, I know. And they went to the Super Bowl that year. I just got booked. Yeah, yeah they got booked. Yeah, somebody Sorry. got somebody got booked. It, oh. Um, the bottom line is I said is, charlatan. That's a no, big word. I I got booked. I said what was I got, No, what was I going to say? I don't know. Now, I don't I've, know lost, why you now got I've, I've lost my train of thought. But it, so back to the original point, to circle back to that. Um, the So I get that people are mad at Cal. Because Cal said something he shouldn't have said. He's a charlatan. Cal. Yeah, let's tell the. So if you don't know what's Cal going on, what said, happened? So, so tell Cal, everyone what happened. Well, I'll, we'll start at the beginning. Cal goes to the Bahamas with this team, which was looking very, very good. The freshmen are not playing it's, like freshmen. It's the damn Bahamas. And it's they a big deal. Correct. It's a, it's big, a big deal because it. You want to wash the taste out of your mouth of the peacock, and I get that. But there's a point that things have to kind of move forward. Um. The worst thing to me is that Cal, well, Cal has, has done everything that fans, most fans wanted him to do all season long. He did this Kroger tour. He came out and talked to people. He came out for camp out, which is something the fans love and the university hates. Understand that totally. He did everything that you should have done. He went out and got good players. He went out and got a lot of good players. He can't coach him. He recruited very, very well. He can't coach him. He got to the point where 
he gets to the Bahamas. You have two excellent games. So then he does this interview where he calls the only two media members, the Courier-Journal and the Herald-Leader didn't send anybody. Apparently, they're still in print. I don't know. I can't confirm that myself. But they didn't <laughs> I have send subscriptions. anybody. So, oh. Your so, place of work has so subscriptions. No, no. I have a Courier-Journal. I pay for that. You end up with Kyle Tucker, who's the mouthpiece of the bath, of the athletic program. Through now KSR. Talk, no, now he doesn't talk to KSR. Ooh. Kyle won't go on KSR anymore. Um, so... Mark Stoops does. He won't, he won't talk to, to Matt Jones. And he won't talk to KSR. Um, but he'll go on every other two-bit. I'm surprised he's not here today replacing Chad. He goes on every other radio show. I, if guessing, we called him, he'd have been here. I'm guessing Barnhart told him to shut up on that, too. So then he gets to the point. He brings the only two media members that come in here, Jack Pilgrim, Pilgrim of KSR, of KentuckySportsRadio.com, and Kyle Tucker, who's become the mouthpiece of the media oh, no, no, through Cal. And no, he actually, Cal Tucker writes for the Atlantic now. I mean, the Athletic. He does, but he anything the university wants, the basketball program wants put out, he tells Kyle, Kyle puts it out, uh, Kyle through, told him. Through the Atlantic, which is owned by the New York Times now. Correct, but I'm not paying for that, so I don't know. I get it free. Shocking. <laughs> you you pay to park, but you get a free Atlantic subscription, <laughs> yeah. so it, it evens out. So anyway, Kyle, Kyle brings him up to the to the his uh, hotel room he Ooh, gives this interview scandalous. he gives the whole thing in the interview he says it's a basket we need Was a Ellen new practice there? facility this is weeks after the basketball the the practice facility roof leaked and they had to move the rest of the practice to the other side of the field other side of the court because the roof is leaking this and that's is a the problem. catalyst of all of this <clears throat> it, well he's been wanting it for a while because again some of the recruits have come through and said your dorms suck no 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 you know Everybody what he did else the nf the nba came through and said we thought your shit would be better and that's what set him off. That happened that, in the spring. That that is that was the most recent one. Previously, Ty Ty Washington's his mother's comment was, "We were a little surprised that the dorms weren't nicer here because at Kansas they're really neat." And if you watch, and I, I don't know because that been building was just built about ten years ago. The problem with that is this is way too long. The problem with that is if you go back and look at the you? fact, you go back and look at the fact that. Um, as you said earlier, we talked for 20 minutes about the fact that these dorms are brand new because they're built by third parties. Those dorms were built more recently than Wildcat Lodge, Cole Lodge, whatever you want to call it. Those are more recent than this. People have said the students, the general dork students, have nicer facilities than the basketball team. I'm not saying they should or shouldn't. I'm saying it's true. You have to up your whole game because, again, they're ATMs. Yes, sir. Then we get to the point where, so he comes in there, he has this conversation. One of the things Cal says is what you, everybody knows, but you don't say it out loud. He's arguing for a basketball practice facility because it's, it's fallen on, it's fallen in comparison to the rest. You know what? So, he also has to share it with the women's team. No, they have their own floor. They have their own side. Cause I did it too. But he still has to share it with the women's team, that building. Same, same building, but they have two different courts. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we, he, he says what you shouldn't say. He says, it's basketball school. We need our own practice facility. Um, and then he says, which is fine. And that was, the, that was the headline. The problem is, then he says, Alabama, that's a football school. Georgia's a football Mm-mm. school. The football team's done well. They've won 10 games. I hope they keep winning 10 games. I hope they go to bowl games. I hope they do very well. But we're a basketball school. Then he keeps talking about something about when he came to Rupp Arena, it smelled like elephants. And then he discussed in depth, have you ever seen a giraffe urinate? And at that point, I was like, I think I'm done with this reading of this interview. He then gets up and says, make sure you print the whole thing in all the context. Print the entire conversation. So they did. 
It comes out on Twitter. Cow's dumbass. All you have to do is look, and 12 minutes later, Stoops tweets about the football program, which he needs to do, and uses the hashtag for postseason wins. There he go. He dropped so the bomb. Some on people it. think that was just a fact. They've won four postseason games. Others might say you just threw up into Cal's face that he you've won four postseason games and he in the last two years has won zero. None. But the whole problem becomes then So then you get to the point Stoops and he hadn't deleted any of this. Stoops starts retweeting random fans talking about the football game and how the basketball. And Vince Morrow. It's multiple people. Stoops is re I get it. You, in my opinion, big ten thousand foot view. Don't go at a football coach. Football coaches. I don't care if you're from Youngstown or not. Football coaches are going to be aggressive, uh, defend their players, kind of things. Because this man's in training camp and he's got to defend his locker room. Then you go three days, nobody says anything, and you're like, this is kind of weird and probably not good. Stoops has a predetermined practice where there's going to be an interview. Stoops comes out, and that's when he gives the the conversation about, I'm always going to defend my players. I stay in my lane. Um, and then he gives the line that I truly believe will live forever. In infamy. Is, this program did not wake up on third base. Thinking that, he didn't say the whole thing, but he said, this program didn't wake up on third base. We fought for everything we got. We continue to fight. We plan to do this. We plan to, to get over the hump. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. But the problem comes in when Bar- Barnhart, later, Barnhart steps in it. In. Barnhart's the one who stepped in it. Barnhart opened his mouth and made it worse. Well, Did he really? Because yeah. he's, looking oh at, he's looking at his money base, and he's like, I can't have my boys, my big two top boys, fighting in public The thing of it Twitter. is, okay, I, that, you're not wrong, but he didn't do anything to stop that. Oh, no, 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 he because we know there. why, because he fucking hates Cal. I'm going to say it right here. He does not like him. You've got to have said it. He That's does not true. care for it. He hates him. Hates the ground that man well, walks on. Well, and I'll tell you what else he hates. He hates the fact that Cal and Stoops worked together to get this NIL thing passed through state legislature because, I'm sorry, so, so Barnhart, but Barnhart, is not, Barnhart does not like the NIL. So Barnhart oh, no, comes, he doesn't. I'll in give his you that. press conference, he comes out and says, "We're after 20 minutes of preaching, probably shouldn't have said that, but after 20 minutes of conversation, he says... We're going to be grateful for everything we do. We're going to be we're going to be humble. We're going to be grateful for everything we're given. And then he gives a line that will not go away anytime soon, which is, as long as I'm here, the basketball team and every every athletic program will get all that they need to succeed. If that's not enough, coaches come and go in today's world, Ooh. and sometimes that just happens. Maybe it's time to go. Which I'm telling you, I think it is for that, somebody. It was the coaches basketball. This, this goes back to the fact that he didn't want to hire Cal. That two people backed out of the interview. The third one was Cal. He was he said yes. The two of them have never gotten along. The people that were in place that were the go-betweens are now gone. He then gets to the point where he I mean, doesn't typically like it. He didn't want them back. Well, Antique was back. No, yeah. well, but the two the, yeah. the go between was Dwayne Peavy. Yeah, so you're right. They continued. Nobody's there. They don't talk to each other. They're two people who live in the same building, but they don't have to deal with each other, so they don't. So then you get to this this point where it's this nil thing happens. The two of the coach and Cal and Stoops go behind. Basically, Mitch is going to sit there and say we're going to move slowly, and we don't we don't want anybody to be left out, and we don't want problems in the locker room. Every athlete should get the same opportunities. Every athlete should get the same uh, the same uh, options on every team. So he then basically he says, well, the truth of it is, the two of them, Cal and Stoops, they realize that 
Bernhardt's not going to do anything. There's going to be yet another season pass. They're in the middle of recruiting. They go to the governor, who has a different political bent than Barnhart does. They go to them. They get basically the two of them write down what they want the governor to do in an executive order. He does it. Then they pass a bill, and he does that. So if you look at it from that standpoint, what happened is your subordinates went around you in athletics as the director of athletics, their boss, went around you to the governor, got something passed that then you have to show up and be positive about or else people are like, why isn't he there? Well, I'm telling you right now, the future is now, old man, and you better get on board or get out of the way because this is year two of NIL and it's just going to get bigger. And it should be. It's getting bigger. Because... And schools, schools are schools are really jumping on board. LSU yes. just created a brand new office mm-hmm. called the NILS, NILSU. They've hired a, a former tennis uh, player who has worked in athletics. She's just not they just hire a former, but she's worked in athletics. She's the head of it, so all student athletes can come to this office, and it's a one stop shop for them to answer ask questions, get answers, get help, get paired with businesses and entities. Yes, and why shouldn't they? Because for years, the university but, has been making money on their damn backs and not paying them. As you two. Have we talked before? You two, as band members, could have decided to offer trombone lessons. I see. I remember both of you played oh, trombone. Very good. Yeah, yeah. And they would not have affected your eligibility or your scholarship. Right. You know what? But I, as a basketball yeah. player, if yeah. I decided to tutor some rich kid on free throws and got paid two hundred dollars on the table, yep. I'd have lost my eligibility, and that's not right. You know what else LSU's yeah. doing? They are uh, they're building a creator space in the football stadium. So that athletes can come and film YouTube videos and I podcast studio like and whatever else that they they want to do to either make money or be creators to make but, money. But, so what's happening here? And all the details that you're giving are accurate. What's happening here are people are people in the positions that of athletic directors are looking at this and saying. The world has changed. This may not be what I'm looking for, but the world, these are not the droids you're looking for, but the world has now changed. Yeah. You have to, this is true in any business, you have to adapt or die. The only, the only thing that is, is consistent in business is change. People hate it, myself included, but the only thing that is consistent is change. If you do not change, you will be a blockbuster in a Netflix world. It will happen. And what's going to happen... And have a documentary If about this yourself. man, again, in his press conference, we're, we're not going to have alcohol because we have an excellent game experience. Dumb. Not according to people Dumb. who independently reviewed them. But again, it's another option where he, he has put himself in a situation where... He doesn't like anything that the fans do. He can't you I don't care what your job is, you cannot live and succeed long term in the role where you refuse to believe the changes that are happening around you and somebody's gonna keep you there. It's not gonna happen. It's nuts. No way. I did not change it. The only thing that stays the same is that everything changes. Correct. That's true. A deep philosophical stop I have a, it. No, but I have a silly question. How many diehard football fans do you think are going to boycott basketball because of this drama? No, none. None. No, no, no. 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 Upset about and, this. and that, that was the thought that I had when I said I lost my train of thought was the fact that I'm that petty. I no, I can't believe we're. I, like I can't it. believe we're still You're having. Petty. I like you. <laughs> um. I can't believe we're still having this argue, this this conversation in 2022 because it's a sport. 
Sports school is sports. Go sports ball. Go all sports balls. We're because sports, sports ball, ball pays for the knowledge, modern college experience. When I think SEC, though, I only think football because I'm and it's, about that's, West. That's accurate. And it's been like that for eighty hundred years. Yeah, we don't even years. think about yeah. basketball. And get, guess, guess what okay. pays the that's, bills? That's, that's what that's pays why, the bills. That's why Kentucky cares. We, the conference has not cared for an extended period of time. Now they're finally investing in coaches because they have. Basically, you are given $70 million, and Vandy does nothing with it, but you are given $70 million a year to be a member of this conference because of football. Yes, because ESPN cuts you a check every, every year. year. Every There's year. a dump truck that stops at your building and when, every year. And when Georgia and, and, and Alabama money, and everybody's in the CF, and all the SEC's all stuff, teams are in the CFP this, and win the national championship, that dump truck backs up and again, dumps a bucket of money. But it's the TV. And yes. it, that's the whole thing is it's all driven by football. Cal knows this. The guy's not stupid. People don't like Are him, sure but he's not that? stupid. Are we the sure about that? The man is not an idiot. So it's an inferior, he knows, inferior well, already con- because Every successful person yes, Heather, at his level you. has an ego. Okay. And that's what he's thinking. He the, the root cause of this, again in my world, you look at root causes. What's actually the problem that occurred that caused Mr. the situation? Science. To what happened here was he felt the need to beg for money. He saw the baseball team got a new stadium. The football team's going to get a new indoor track, which was criminal that they hadn't already. Indoor it was practice facility, it was yeah, it was. Because of the indoor track thing. Yeah. The, the track team has to have a new facility for that. You're going to have to move the tennis team. So if you're the AD, you have a list, a pecking order of things that are with immediate needs that have to be done. The problem is Cal sitting there going, the roof leaks. I need a new facility. I'm losing ground because if you look at the SEC, for example, as Heather brings out, there are like seven different basketball facilities slated to be improved in every team in the conference, including Vanderbilt. And we're not why? one of them. Why, so Vandy? I all these people why. continue to build. It's it's an arms race that never stops. Yeah. The same thing is true of Florida's locker room and football that they just opened this year. It's They have the, the training table seats that LSU had, that Alabama had. Like, it's nothing ever I stops. I blame Oregon. It, to me, it's one of those things Cal knew. He knows that. He doesn't think he should have to beg for it. And I agree with that. The problem is that he went – again, he pissed him off because he went to the public. Because the man does not like him. His boss does not like him. And he is they like so tone deaf. They don't talk. He didn't realize that his boss does not like him and there should have been a better way to do this. Well, I thought better of Cal that he would at least be a little bit more politically oh, see, savvy. I think, I, think Bar- I think Barnhart's tone deaf. I do. Well, 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 maybe we got two pone, to, tone deaf people. But I at least thought that. Cal was a bit more, more politically savvy than not to piss off his uh, fucking boss well, the, at, yeah, to do this the, the in this problem, way. I think... He Cal, thought he could embarrass his boss, and his boss is not one but, to be embarrassed. Cal but has, he did the he same has thing, tenure. He did the same thing Stoops did. Stoops went to the, went to the public when that's how he got the practice facility. It was after he beat the hell out of Louisville because people started talking about him getting hired at other jobs. Because Stoops, one of the things he said yes. is, "I want more money for the assistants. I want a new facility." And, and Stoops realized this is a football school. But I will tell you this too: it's going to be a lot harder to replace Stoops because oh God, yes. while who's, who's the more difficult person to replace? Stoops. Cal Stoops or Barnhart? Stoops. Stoops. Stoops, easy, easy. Well, okay, so then who's the least likely person? I, I disagree with that. Well, I I do agree with that because that position. That, Somebody can win in basketball. We've shown that. It's called Brad Stevens. But I know the, he's not coached for well, like the last three years. I don't care you who take it the is. money track. To Boston, say Brad, we'll give you money truck 
money to come down and rebuild this program, and he would do it. But it doesn't have to be rebuilt. No, because that, that's, that's but, a misnomer. But that football, I think, it, that, I think no. you're no, mistaken, sir. I disagree. No, the, the back, because but, we are living now on people who come one and done. Which again, I'm all about because they need to make their own fucking money, and Cal is about that. But to but but to make a program, you can't build it on that. So what do we John, think go about get the fucking no, bottle. Let me let me wrap it up though. Let me circle back for you. We started you. with the Bahamas. Yes. Let me let me wrap it up and circle back to the Bahamas. Is yes. going to take us to the Bahamas? No, but we started with the Bahamas. Cal's comments stole the thunder of our team playing football in the Bahamas. We were supposed to. It was like the spotlight, but no one was focused on the Bahamas games because we were more. Oh, worried played about, basketball in the Bahamas. We were more yeah, worried, yeah, yeah. We were more worried about, and it turned into a shit show. Yeah, tur- you're right. It turned into a shit. Yeah. So I thought that it kind of just stole the thunder of what was going on. We were supposed to be focused on these great games in paradise, but yeah. instead we were worried about the drama between the I coaches. I guess not good teams. That's but a good you're point. Correct. That's and a good point. Yeah, it turned That's the whole paradise. thing. It's supposed to be beautiful paradise, and instead it turned the whole thing into a shit show. And now it's kind of like, why are Correct. Why are mom and dad fighting? That's, that's a real. Yeah. That's actually it, a good point. It is. Yeah. It's a good point. Paradise. We're all on the same team. Yeah. It, it sucks that Cal has Turmoil. to have a. He yeah. has to have a foil, but it can't be us. Yeah. You don't want it to be the fans, which nope. it clearly was. And there's fans that are ready to yeah. take arms against him. It sucks. That, that my whole point about this whole thing is, it's not a zero sum game. You don't have to take from the football team to get your practice facility. You do not. Now. You say you can get all your former players to write a check tomorrow, but again, it's not up to you. You can give a check to the AD, and he's going to tell you you're seventh on the list, and I'll see you, well, you in six years. And then, you know what? You mentioned that, and Cal always talks about how many billions of dollars his players have signed in contracts for the university. Then go get them to write a fucking check. I think he check. will. But the problem I, is I, I mean, no. Go get them to write a fucking check I think and will. build it. So instead of like, yeah, I, but so the Gattons, but they have more money than Gatton had ever seen in his life. Ever seen in his life, but you can't do that because the, it's all mm. dictated by the university. And Eli Capaluto has has signed off on Barnhart. Her, herding cats, Heather. Herding cats. You, yeah. you tried. So biggest, you tried. Who's the, big, who's the big winner? The big winner? No, okay. like nobody. I don't think anybody. I think UK football it's is. Sean Livingston. Oh, yeah. All right, because everybody's talking about football. Who's the big loser? That is true. John the big loser is Barnhart. Completely. Once again, Barnhart. John, go get the bottle. No, we got to say what you thought of the bourbon. So John blinded us. On this bourbon, Let's I didn't it. pick it today, so Heather I didn't hate it. No, no, um, no, 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 no. So what did y'all think? So I think it it has a super weak nose. I can't pull anything off this nose. Thank you. It it drinks easy. It's smooth. The finish is semi hot, so I'm guessing the proof's around 101. Look, because it's hotter. Also, I brought some dots pretzels, and these are semi spicy. Delicious. So these are bringing out the spiciness and kind yes. of just playing yes. off of this very nicely. I was afraid this would. Uh, no, no, no. Conflict with what we were no, going to no, drink, no. but this is well. not a sweet burden. Um, it might be a rye because I, I just I'm getting a lot of cinnamon and a lot of mm. hotness. So, new question in the in the yeah. blonde category: What would you pay? Maximum you would pay for this? Fifty. I'm with Heather on this. Fifty, and everything she said, I think, is right on the nose. Yeah, I was going to say it was, rye. It, it was a rye. It was very easy drinking because yeah. I've had like four helpings. Yeah. yeah. Which is unusual. It's it to, easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, su- it's very it is easy. a little hot. It's a little spicy. And it, I was totally going to say rye. You know, rye. it's a pleasant yeah. hot. It's not bad. But the nose is, there's nothing so, there. There's nothing there. So, Sean, fine. what would you pay? I would, like I said, I'd pay 50. 50. 50? I was going to say 35. Okay. Yeah. 30, okay. Here 30 we go. to 35. What's the reveal? Well, oh. to, uh, first of all, I'm going to go buy some of these bottles and I'll sell them okay. to all of you for $50. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, this is Buckhorn. It is a Kentucky oh, wow. Straight Bourbon Whiskey, wow. 92 proof. Did you get this at the liquor at the 
Total Wine at the Emporium. Yeah, not yes. as hot as I thought. Um, oh. No, ninety two. It to me, it opened really hot, and I thought, oh, this is gonna be awful. It got better because it sort of calmed. It's one of those things that it breathes. Once it breathes, it's much better. Uh, $17.99. Wow. At your wow. Local okay. And you know what? And it's like in a square bottle. Is this a Jim Beam, Jim Beam product? It's in uh, a square it, it looks like just like beam, the, yes. the lettering, everything. It says distilled, aged, and bottled by the Clear Spring Distilling Company in Louisville. Oh. Aged 36 months. Which means it's probably made across a river in Indiana. Mm. Which I wouldn't have purchased had I read that. Um, you need to go to 16 Magnolia. But I will say it's not, one of those It's not terrible. It's not bad. I was surprised because uh, I, no. I thought it was good. I didn't. I, I had four helpings it. of it. Yeah. I intentionally picked it because it wasn't an 80 proof because most of the regulars are like 80-ish. Oh, no. If you bring an um, 80 to this table, we're going to talk about you like a dog. 92 proof. <laughs> and it, had, it, it drank a lot. I think it, it opened a lot hotter, but then I think it mellowed out. And I thought it was not, I won't say complex, but I thought it was very good in terms of the flavor. My tongue is on fire. More so than I expected. Here's something I've never said about bourbon, and this is really weird. I'm sitting here and I'm chewing on it, and I'm like, I taste peach. I never taste a peach aftertaste in bourbon. Hmm. There's something fruity coming through. And for it being so fruit. hot, I don't know why I pulled peach out, but I was like, I'm getting like, my tongue is kind of numb right now, and yeah. I'm getting peach, so. Interesting. Mm. I'm numb. Yep. Your tongue is numb. It's but a small one. $17. Wow. $17.99. Oh, I'm sorry. You bought this at your local importer. Readily available at your local importer. You know, it's not bad, but the, this is a bean bottle. It looks. It, it looks. Totally, it does. It's yeah. totally a Jim Beam bottle. We don't have. It actually looks like the benchmark bottle that almost uh, that Sean almost mm. killed Heller with the other uh, last episode. I did not. I was uh. trying to give it to our friend from New Zealand and stop accusing me of shit that I did not do. Yes, and shout out to Kevin from New Zealand. I'll just go ahead and do that real quickly because uh, we're getting to the end of the show. Shout okay. outs anyway, and uh, yeah. So shout out to Kevin. That was a lot. Of, that was a fun. That was a fun episode. That was, it was a great AMA. Fun, fun AMA. It was very good AMA about New Zealand. Uh-huh. Yeah, I too think. bad John couldn't be here. Yeah. Well, I, well, I was okay. You were so trying to make money. Any other? Any, I have three. I, I do, end of the show shout outs. I have. It, I have at least one it, more. Okay, so go ahead. Three. Go for it. So yesterday's birthday girl Carrie. I hope Carrie. she has a great week and a great year ahead. John, what'd you buy her? Second one is to Chad, whose birthday's tomorrow. I'm sad he's not here. Love you, Chad. Happy birthday to you. I hope I can take you out for some great Mexican food when you feel better. Ooh, I like Third this. one's to my girl, Kelly, who I went to visit in California and been friends with since I was 10, and we got to have that fun girl time, and she was a great hostess, and she just needed some girl therapy, and it was great, so... I like, my, that. Okay. I like that. Okay. Those are three good shout Thank outs. You. Solid shout outs. <laughs> Solid. Birthday shout outs. I'm going to shout out to uh, the corporate giant of Lowe's because we got a new refrigerator this week. Ooh. I'm pretty excited. I've not had a freezer, a bottom loaded freezer ever before. And that's some bitches big. <laughs> and let me tell you, we got double doors. Yeah. That's like. Only fucking like, God. Like yes. The, Dutch on top. The, and yes. On the That's what we I've never get. had this much room in a refrigerator in my whole is fucking Is it an AI refrigerator? No, it is not. Okay. I was not getting one with the InstaView and it would tell me what was in my damn refrigerator. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. And no. orders it for you when you're low? Yeah, no, thank you. It's okay. just a plain refrigerator. Plain old but it's the biggest son of a bitch I've ever had in All my right. life. It's bigger than Mama L's. Oh. It's bigger than the one we had when we moved into this house. Okay. Which has now gone to the basement for Grand Monster number one. So I'm thinking, I'm doing all right. Holiday dinners will be a lot easier now. All right. So shout out to Growing Old, where you flex on refrigerator size. 
That's um. We this is the boomer corner, sir. I mean, clearly he's like. He beat me to it. This is the biggest refrigerator I've ever had. Some she don't have no big fridge there. She don't have no big fridge there. And y'all got big fridge there. It's the biggest fridge there. You know, I don't think about it. It's an LG. I'm a little concerned about this longevity, but to some bitch is nice. Your your fleeting joy, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. You shouldn't eat that pretzel. Well. I'm trying to think. Um, oh, well, Mike. shout out to um, college football next week starts. Technically, I guess Vandy in Hawaii. Oh. I guess that's technically football. Something. I don't know. It's not really the SEC, but it's SEC adjacent. Mm-hmm. So it's like we'll picking see. the shiniest turd. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. It's football. I'll watch it. it honestly, that's, that's, it's wise of them to do that because at this mm-hmm. point we're all desperate. Yes. The beginning or the end, again with the bell curve. The beginning or the end, that's when the desperation is no, the strongest. Does, EP, so people yeah. will stay up to watch Vandy yeah. at Hawaii. Because EPL has started. Yes. And now, well, as yep. soon as EPL starts, I'm like, okay, EPL started, and I'm ready for college, college football. football. And there's been yep. two preseason NFL games. So thank you. Yeah. I've been watching those two. And the Niners are two and zero. And so are we. So well, if preseason counted for anything, you'd be champions of the world. Nice. Not really, because the Niners. <laughs> shout out! Shout out to the EPL. Manure's doing nicely. I've enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, wah, I think Liverpool's. Wah. Yeah, I couldn't. The Spurs so didn't Spurs it up, good. so I'm a little pissy about that. But that's another story. But yeah, it's a uh, shout out to actually having a gaffer in Conte. I was I was pleasantly. Y'all needed one. I was pleased that he. I'll never get over Pochettino. Um, also, Luelta has begun again, so I'm very excited about that. We've watched the the first stage of the Spanish time trial tour. thing. Uh, I thought that was very good, so I'm excited to see excited to see more. It's it's when August in Kentucky. We, we need to get we need to get John a bike. He's technically I have a got kind of bike. yeah, got one that came off the wall of Marie. No, that's what, that that belongs to uh, Mr. Stanley. No, it belongs to us now. It's in the garage. Is it? Yeah. It's been redistributed. I'm going to go take pictures. It got, it got, uh, we inherited it because we wanted to keep it in within the family. Gotcha. gotcha. So, Heather, she doesn't know the story. So, real quick, uh, long story short ish. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. There's a bar here in town called Marika's and it's a, it's germ, it's a German beer stew. Anyway, they tore, they tore it down and rebuilt it because they're really into volleyball over there and they put in indoor volleyball courts. But before they tore it down, it used to be a really, f- and rebuilt it for volleyball purposes. It was a really fun bar uh, that had pool tables and just kind of, you know. And one night we were bowling, and then we went to Marika's because um, it's near the bowling alley. And we're looking at this bike. It's hanging on the wall. It's a Franz and Skinner bike. And our friend Kyle was like, I wonder how much that they would they want for that bike. He's like, I kind of want that bike. So we went to the bar, and we asked how much the bike was. And what would they say? A hundred and... They're like, what? Yeah. And I said, the bike on the wall. What would it take to buy the bike on the wall? And they're like, you want to buy the bike on the wall? And I was like, yeah. They're like, I don't know. Let me ask. Do you want me to ask? And I was like, yes, definitely ask. So they go back and they come back and they're like, $150. Yeah, $150. Cash. Cash money. Sold. So we all pulled our money. So it was me, me and John and Kyle and Lauren and Stuart was there, and Stuart put in five bucks. He was very proud of putting in the five dollars. And uh, Kyle went, and he gave. He said, "Here you go." And they were like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yes." And they're they like, t- "You actually brought them. You're really yeah. going to do this?" And we're like, "Yep." Yeah. And they're like, "Well, we're going to have to take it off the wall." And I was so, like, "We'll wait." Do so it. So then they found somebody, and they're like, "We need you to take that bike off the wall." And he's like, "Okay." 
So they took it off the wall, and, and and Kyle took it home. And Kyle actually refurbished it. He got new tires on it. He put a new seat on it. He actually is he, it a beach cruiser? Or no, what is it? it's it's a yeah. It. I have to go look at it in the okay. garage. Um, but he Kyle Kyle fixed it up so he could actually ride it, and he rode it for for a while. And then he decided he with his daughter he needed a new bike to kind of keep up with her. I'm, I'm so. calling it right now, Bobo Bowling Night. Oh, yes. I love me some bowling. All right. Um, But yes, so he was like, do you all want this bike? Because we wanted to keep it in the in the people who bought it because it was it was a fun night. Yeah, it's a fun night. So anyway, that's the story on that. All and right. so John does. So take- shout out to that creepy photo whose eyes are following me. I'll leave Matt Barry alone. Dude. What the Van Dyke over there? What's up with that shit? You leave Matt Barry alone. Hey, you you didn't get him. You didn't get him here in person. So I don't know. I don't so know what to tell you. Yes. So now we all. Suffer. John, so, she wants you to empty her retirement savings to get that fucking Van that sh- Matt Barry. So shout out to Heather for bringing the pretzels so Sean could eat them and not raid our pantry after this. And uh, fuck you. Also, sh- shout out to uh, shout if it's out. It's open at this house. You can eat it or drink it. It's true. It's fact. So shout out also to Secondary Carrie, who I know <gasps> listens to this. podcast podcast still and it was nice enough to send me a birthday text yesterday yes i miss secondary carry so, shout out to secondary thank you very much for they the need birthday to move text. back to kentucky yeah they really do they're they're trying i know they want to yeah there's eighty seven thousand reasons they well, can they're in st louis right now so you know okay we're gonna go Bye. Bye. The music ain't playing. Music yet. now. Now the music's playing. Yeah. So uh, find us wherever you get your podcasts. I'll try not to upload it five times, but I blame Podbean. Damn it. Anyway, if you know, you know. If you don't, you probably shouldn't. And uh, yeah, we'll see you, you next time. Enough. See ya. Bye. Peace, Peace out. Peace.